I like that you guys are all dancing even though we can't hear the intro music. Um, so this is the uh, New Utah Podcast. It's episode 68. Say that with confidence. I, I this don't. This is episode 68. The problem is I don't have confidence. So it's episode 68. I think I said that right. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you didn't. Well, I tried. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> didn't you go on a Spanish-speaking mission, dude? Yeah, for three months. Well, I know, but still. That, you would have had to learn Spanish to get there for three months. You'd be right? surprised. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> do, do, do missionaries feel all bummed out when they get a mission in the U.S. and they don't have to learn a new language? Oh, my brother got sent to a freaking rapid city, South Dakota. Like, oh, my mom could drive there. Like, and then he ended up serving in Gillette, Wyoming. So Even better. <laughs> it was all like 200 <laughs> people that live there. Yes, but he did learn how to, like, pop bottle caps with his elbow in a trailer. So, so see, something good came from serving the Lord. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow. There's nothing Chris. in Gillette. It's coal. And that's it. A lot of coal mines. It's the coal miner's daughter. And there's nothing near it because it's up in the northeast corner. So you got like Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, one of the Dakotas. Got it cold as hell up there then. Oh, it's cold. In the wintertime yeah, and the spring and the fall. Yeah. So maybe two months out of the year, it's all well, right. We, and we had a saying in Wyoming when I was growing up. Well, it was a kind of a joke. It's why is it so windy in Wyoming? because Utah blows and Nebraska sucks. <laughs> I think we or have that joke here too, though. South Dakota sucks or North Dakota sucks. Wyoming and Nevada. Yeah. That's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm your host, Chris. Uh, as always, we have my lovely wife, Bree, who's drinking and can't say anything. Hola. <laughs> <laughs> Look, her Mexican's coming out. So you should say 68 for us. What? That's that's six eight, but yeah. sixty eight is sixty is not siete. That's just six. That's okay. It's still it's, six and eight. It's not siete either. That's seven, guys. Well, no, but still, right. is six. but I mean, it's just a singular. <laughs> it's just a singular version of it. I can't remember what the thirty. Well, obviously, 40. I can't either. Yeah. Well, and that's Jeremy. Hello, the one that should know. Ruining Spanish for everyone. <laughs> And then there's Jess, who is also doesn't know six from seven. So, <laughs> Shut up, and, white boy. And now you guys wonder why I was questioning what episode number it was. You, you <laughs> have no idea what your numbers are. And then we also have a special guest with us for the entire episode. Uh, we are at uh, Sugar House Distillery uh, in Salt Lake. Is it Salt Lake City or South Salt Lake? It's South Salt Lake, but Salt Lake City. Yeah, it's all the same. It's all the same. We're yeah. all one. It's Sugar We're House one. dorks. Yeah, this is James. The, this is the sugar hood. The sugar hood. Yeah. So James, James is the uh, owner and proprietor, and he is he's here with us today, or oh, we're here, or we're with, here with, him, with him, depending actually, on how you want to look at that technically. one. Yeah, we are definitely not in the basement at our house. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a nice air conditioner. Yeah, it's actually right cooler in here though, than so the basement. So it kind of it kind of feels like it in a way. I'm but, excited. Uh, I'm freezing. So, yeah, lots of stuff. Lots of stuff going on uh, right now got the fair which i did not get to go last night to the the ice cream social thing I'm really disappointed i didn't get to go it's super awesome did you go no then how do you know because i've been before <laughs> it's the same every year <laughs> so leatherbees was there by the way yeah was your daughter there? do they make their own ice cream then they do oh yeah yeah i think, they, they, about that last I think there's there's only two flavors they outsource like a diet sugar free some or the other and some i don't know just shouldn't have ice cream type yeah. of flavor. <laughs> yeah. It's like non-alcoholic beer. 
Why bother? Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it for the taste. I don't know. Old Duels doesn't taste that good. <laughs> I don't anyway, know that I've had a good night. Yes, because they asked her if she wanted to work, but school night and she didn't have a ride and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, so Leatherbees was there. Yeah, well. For anybody who. I did go, though. We went, uh, Brandy had her birthday, and we went to the grand opening of that new jazz club downtown uh, on Pierpont, Avant Groove. Avant Groove. And it's uh, it a really cool space. I think they've got they've got something that hopefully will be embraced um, with the with the jazz club because that's a it's not New Orleans is all I'm saying <laughs> Salt Lake City whereabouts that at it's Pierpont? where where what? the old Pierpont uh, Cafe used to be oh okay so it's right in that same yeah. space it's on Pierpont yeah and uh, they've got the, the the decor inside is great the the chandeliers I don't are get all... the table that we were sitting at though did you get the table. Like, I don't get that Well, table. they just needed to add another little table on the end of it because it was a huge booth. That, maybe that was their handicap booth. <coughs> could be. It actually could be. That could fit a wheelchair. Although it was upstairs, so I don't know. Yeah. I don't think so. And, and why would law. you put a booth behind the wheelchair? Letter of the law. you got to have one. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody said where. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just wheel your chair up these stairs and you can have this booth. <laughs> That's not, they have a lot of tables. No, but all their chandeliers are made out of horns, essentially. So some are like full trumpets and others are just like the, uh, the slides from trombones or I think they had one that was French horns. So this is a really cool, really cool place. Live band, um, jazz band, obviously. <laughs> Music was a little loud, uh, I thought, but I think they probably had to turn it up because it was completely booked for their grand opening, so. Um, Once they get their food service figured out, <laughs> oh shit! And their bar service. Let's be honest, but I, it's tough with a restaurant when you're opening a new restaurant like that, and you do a grand opening, and you have, you know, a full bar, a full restaurant. It's tough to have enough staff for that on an opening night, and you're still, even though you might do two weeks, three weeks of soft opening, you're still figuring out times and stuff like that. One of the things they, they probably should have done, and this is a clue to anybody that's trying to open a restaurant, in your grand opening, make your menu like six items. Try to keep yeah, it to... Yours wasn't too bad. It just... Yeah, but if you if you look <laughs> at what's on it, so they've got burger, they've got shrimp, they've got... So they have a, this, this wide range of things that they can make. And if they would cut it down, so shrimp, for example, was in two dishes. Do you really have to do that into the mic? Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're, we'll move on. We'll, we'll just uh, we'll move on. Anyone else have any fun, exciting things they did? Sorry, folks. Why does everybody look at me? All we did stuff. was go pick up the Ford. Uh, you went to the farmer's market, too. Well, I know, but... Brie gets turned down. She just yelled into the mic. Um, I went to the farmer's market. I went to the, the Avenue Street Fair. I went to Park Silly. Uh, I got a pedicure. <laughs> Yeah, but you don't, you don't do anything. I did a cake. You did a, a cool Batman cake. So tell me about this moose frosting that you will never put fondant on again. It wasn't frosting, was it? Never, ever, ever order moose with a fondant cake because moose is temperature sensitive, which is fine, but fondant doesn't really go in the fridge because it gets condensation on it depending upon the type of fondant, which unfortunately, because it's mostly a black cake, I have to buy the box kind. I can't make it because it's really hard to get a pure black out of making it yourself. So 
that condenses, which is totally awesome. <laughs> but uh, plus, then you have to be like to the whoever ordered it. Do you have a big enough fridge? Because I mean, this cake probably weighed. It was huge. I don't know. 50 or 70 pounds, I would say. <laughs> cakes are oh, heavy. Crap. People don't realize how heavy cakes are uh, between the weight of the fondant. That's and why you've got the big guns. Totally. Carrying your cakes. Um, anyway, so I am making this cake. I didn't get to go to the birthday party because I was making a cake. And uh, Is that why you weren't there? Yeah. Um, and... Uh, I'm not hearing from this. I was supposed to deliver on Friday night because I really wanted to go to the air show on Saturday in Wendover. And I'm not hearing from this client. I'm not hearing. I'm not hearing. And I like it gets to nine and I'm like, I text my friend and I was like, I've never had this happen before that somebody doesn't respond. Like, I don't know what to do. I mean, I guess I can just, I like worst case scenario. I guess Leave I can just, doorstep no, I guess I can just post it on Facebook and see if anybody wants to buy a cake. Like, that's it was fine. Descriptive. It didn't have a name scribbled on it. It was just a Batman cake. Yeah, it was just a Batman cake. And uh, anyways, finally I heard from them and she was like, oh, I left the money with someone upstairs and and I fell asleep because of a migraine. And, and I was just like, well, you should have like, texted me before you fell asleep <laughs> so I would have known to come because I told her I'll text you as soon as I get home at 6.30, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, so this cake drop off went fine and... It doesn't sound like it went it was, fine. It sounded like it took a few hours. Well, I ended up dropping off on Saturday, so I didn't get to go to the air show. <laughs> but but I did get to go to the did Avenue Street Fair. No, no. You got um, to learn to run a business. You got to charge extra for that <laughs> stuff. I'm serious. I Yeah. Anyways, so that was definitely a first. So, hmm. yeah. We did stop by the farmer's market. I, I got to tell you. The farmer's market's awesome. We walked away. Like, I spent like 20 bucks. I wish you guys would. I, you guys need to go back when the cider press guy has his press, though, because he didn't have I We bought skipped, apples from him. I skipped over coffee because I was like, I'm going to get a fresh cup of apple cider. And he didn't have his press. with. He's like, my hy- hydraulic pump went out. Do you have one? I was like, hmm, let me check my pocket. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> we, we bought apples from him, though. You should have bought one of his little half gallons of the cider because it is... That little baby so apple good. was so sweet. Yeah, it was tiny. Yeah. It looked like a honey. I thought it was gonna good. be. I thought it was gonna be sour because it was only like this big, but it was just as sweet as a regular yeah. sized apple. Tiny little crab apple. So, not to totally go farm talk on us, but this weekend the high the high on Saturday is supposed to be sixty four. So Yay. if you if you want to keep your stuff alive, cover it. Really? That's at night? I thought it was going to be colder at night. Yeah. No, no, no. The high during the day is 64. Oh, gotcha. What's the low? So, well, I want to say it's in the 40s. So, if you still got stuff growing, which you do, you probably want to cover Throw it. the tarp over mm-hmm. it. Throw a tarp over it. It'll just keep the condensation off. Uh, 48 is the low. So, it's that's an iffy ground as far as your stuff freezing. Yeah. Are you so. a farmer, James? Not much of a farmer. <laughs> end up living here <laughs> <laughs> you can have like little planter boxes I, outside that yeah i would love a garden we grew up with a big garden as kids but the weeding yeah. the weeding stuff that's why i planted plants that i don't really have to weed around so a lot of squash magical pumpkins apparently that i didn't know i had and a yellow squash that's producing fruit even though the plant's like all of six inches in diameter <laughs> i don't i don't understand all this stuff but what I was saying about the farmer's market is I spent like 20 bucks and ended up with more produce than what I would have got for like 50 or 60 at the grocery store. And I'm better sure it was way better, too. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We made fajitas with the 
some fresh onions and peppers. And Didn't you make a pizza? With your yes. With she makes yours. a pizza like every week. <laughs> they're like not I just do. pizzas. They're like gourmet. They look amazing. Grilled pizza. Wow. We don't post ours anymore. Pizza. Yeah. Yeah. We. I don't buy the dough there anymore. I make my own now. Yep. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's really easy mm-hmm. too, Fancy. actually. It's really easy to make pizza dough. Uh, anyway. I'm upset. There's one. I can never remember. They're in Altamont, but they're uh, they have beef, and I am obsessed with their flat iron steak. It is my new favorite cut. For like, I'm a normally like London broil and flank steak and stuff like that. But for pizzas, like it just, you know, when you're at a restaurant and you're like, I really want a steak sandwich, but that's a mistake because you end up just like chewing and chewing. Oh, the flat iron is so soft and so good. Flat iron and skirt are perfect for those type of applications because you can, and that they're actually the perfect steak for. And I can get like a quarter pound for like five, uh, like five bucks. So I get like three and works fits my pizzas and and that's a lot more expensive than the grocery store, but the quality is yeah. And so you can good. and you're supporting local, so well if you're not cutting off half the fat and throwing a bunch of it away, yeah, exactly like the grocery store stuff. Who cuts off fat from steaks? I am confused. What kind of person are you? I'm not a ribeye eater. Sorry, it's where all the you disown me. My kids, they sit there and they. Cut off every well. If you're cutting, if off, you char the fat, then it's good. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> no, I don't like. I don't eat big ribbons of fat. No, but you have to have the fat when you cook it. Marbled so, is yeah, what you're taste. saying. What you really want is a good marbled steak. You yeah. just need to pick your steaks better. Are you not a meat eater, James? Because you're being no, awfully quiet. Are you no, very, like vegan? <laughs> I was just thinking. We went to Benihana's with a group of friends, and there was a lady that we were with, and she had them save all the meat all the fat scraps and at the very end when they were cleaning the table off she had them give her back all those fat scraps and i was a little bit grossed out and when you guys were talking about it that's what i was thinking about no she was eating it oh Ew. yeah <laughs> okay that's yeah that's pretty intense i don't know about that that's a little little, little different for me uh, but we did stop by and see oleo folks over at oleo jen and derek and uh, they have Good some people. new new scents that they've been New beard uh, sense. doing. Do so they have a coffee beard oil it's, now? I oh. have used it on my face. And I got like... <laughs> Did you just slap yourself? <laughs> I was a pat, pat in my cheeks. She's doing the Home Alone thing. Nicole Culkin. Uh, no. Uh, it smells really good, but I'm just... Like I put it on actually this morning. I couldn't really smell it after a couple minutes, but I'm just wondering if everyone... You shouldn't smell anything that you put on you after a couple minutes, or that means there's too much scent. Well, and then I'm wondering, am I just smelling like a freaking coffee shop all day to people? Is that No, not at all. <sighs> but what's wrong with that? But it smells really good. Uh, and then I got another one that they they uh, just did another new scent, and I can't remember the name. I gotta go visit them, because I'm dangerously low online. Well, their brick and mortar store's yeah, supposed they're gonna to be open up their in October, store I think. Yeah, I was so. just up there... Getting some stuff from Amy, actually, just last week. Amy's awesome. September 28th, their brick and mortar is where's the, opening. We, where's their location going to be? Uh, it's in Sugar. It's like deep in Sugar House, like 27th Like so deep in Sugar House, East. it's like this distillery. Yes. <laughs> it, it's, <laughs> it's 2100 South, I think. Yeah. I say 2700 21, East. 2157 East and 2100 It's yeah. right behind Jed's Barbershop. And to be fair, he's not the far hole. off Sugar House, right? He's We're just a few blocks away. Yeah. So deep in that you've passed. Wait, we have the S-Line running right behind. <laughs> Our yeah, shop. we are yeah. in Sugar House. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fitting. It's fitting for sure. For sure. Uh, okay. Well, what's we got the state fair going right now, right? 
Our state fair is a pretty great fair. Through the end next, this weekend? Or does it go a few days into the week? Uh, it ends next week. Uh, does it end this I weekend? Think I, I thought it went from the 7th to the 17th. Yeah, it might end this weekend. If they always, the last day is now that they have the new stadium up, uh, they do the derby on the last day. Tickets so, are expensive this year for it, though. Yeah. And and I would say... But go, because derbies are If fun. you haven't gone yet, try to go during the week before the weekend, because... Oh, everything will be gone. All the auctions will be done. Yeah. All the vegetables will be dead. And the butter Jesus will be melted. The cakes will be tipping. Yeah. Go. I think we talked about go that last as, week. Yeah, go <laughs> as soon as you can. If hey, you I still want stuff. a blue ribbon, even though my cake was tipping because well, I think everybody thought that it was supposed to be tipping because it was an Alice in Wonderland cake. That was Next last year, though, right? No, that was a while two years ago. ago. No, I think it was last year. Last year. No, it was two years ago because last did, year I did photography. And you didn't do anything this year, right? With all that extra time that I had, no. Well, when you're making cakes and waiting three hours to deliver them. You just send them a message. Technically, it was like 12 hours. <laughs> send them a message. Hey, this cake's going to the fair. I don't hear back from you. <laughs> no, because everything has to be in the day before the fair starts. That's when they do the judging for any of the food stuff. Yeah, so seven days in, that cake's not doing so well, no. is it? No, they actually spray it with like all the food and everything gets sprayed with a... Blue stuff. Yeah. To keep it crazy. Yep. Gross. Like lacquer. And then, yeah, and then you go like pick it, pick up... Everything at the end. Toss it. Do you just not pick it up? (laughs) Yeah, no. I just get my ribbons. (laughs) Don't pick it up and they take it downtown and donate it. Right. I'm like, this is really good. So. Wow. That's uh, fucked up. Well, actually, so we got a tour before the show and I was going to ask about the bad stuff. I was going to make a joke about taking it. <laughs> oh. oh man! <laughs> but I didn't. It's but now I did on the did. air. <laughs> it gets yeah. used for pig feed, and yeah. you want to? No, no, no! Not the mash. The the Pops. tail. Oh, the, the tails. tails. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't add no, that. No, you're cleaning Free toilets cells. with it. Remember? No, it's the tops you're cleaning toilets. Oh, with. Yeah. I don't. Right. Yeah. I don't think you want to encourage rampant alcoholism amongst <laughs> the homeless population. Yeah, that's no, probably not don't. the best idea. <laughs> I work downtown. There's probably enough of that going on already. Probably so, you're right. I, I, I thought you were talking about the mash because that still has two percent alcohol. So, so the, the pigs. So like oat, like oat, like oat, oatmeal. Yeah. Like I bet you that makes pig, good yeah. bacon. Yeah, good bacon. <laughs> maple. That's, it's maple. It's, ma- it's bourbon bacon. The bourbon bacon. That's what I was gonna say. Bourbon yeah. bacon. <laughs> hey, not, don't no. disillusion me, asshole. <laughs> I want to tell you guys, but it's not. Oh, it's not how it works. Damn it! <laughs> that could be like a new business for you. Yeah. <laughs> but speaking of maple bacon, that Crown Royal maple shit—that's uh-huh. pretty much all it's good for. That's so nasty. Cooking it in bacon. bacon. It tastes disgusting. And what the hell's with the apple whiskeys? I I don't understand apple whiskeys. Yeah. What is with apple whiskeys, James? Well, you mean like the like the Yukon? What's it called? Everyone's doing, everyone's doing it. Crown Royals got one. There's quite a few. Um, yeah. Jim Bean's got an apple one now. Like all the big brands are doing. It. Doesn't uh, Porter's Apple or something? The Peach. What's it? No, what's, they do have an. They, but they do have an apple. Are they doing an apple? Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. I I think it sells. I think there's sales numbers behind it. But um, any time that you have a product, a liquor that has a flavoring on it. It's not very healthy. And a lot of other countries, they banned those liquors. You, you don't, you don't travel Europe and see a lot of flavored liquor at all. It's because there's so much sugar in the base alcohol is so covered up. It's, it's, it's polyglycol, which is basically antifreeze. Ugh, that's so what they're putting in it? That's, yeah, that's, that's what keeps disgusting. it suspended in the flavoring. So that's like Fireball was banned and it's been Fireball's reintroduced. Fireball's disgusting. 
back to the UK and I think it got banned a second time and I think it's back over there again but they they kept having to adjust the formula and stuff on it. Fireball's just gross. What I do it when I get the apple I add it to like a, an apple cider. Then why don't you just drink a hard cider? Yeah, Jeremy, why don't you just fucking drink an apple cider? Maybe he was gifted the bottle why don't you and just, like, he get a bottle of Jones soda. Like apple Jones that soda. That is so sweet. I can't... Ugh. Really? And like the apple flavoring inside of a whiskey is not <laughs> sweet? Yeah. It's like pure sugar. Hey, maybe he was gifted it and he just wants to make good use of it instead right. of like dumping it out. Or just drink the whole bottle. Like you can always either. donate it to the homeless. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jess, what other events are going on this week? Uh, well, the, uh, the Urban Arts Festival is going on this weekend. And on Sunday... Um, I'm just going to throw out, even though we're at Sugar House, but Water Pocket will be in the VIP at Urban. Are you guys involved at yeah, all? Yeah, we're, we're going to be there also. Sweet. So look, two cool people to go drink with in the VIP tent. And it's a free event the, uh, to get into the Urban Arts. It's the only arts festival in Utah that That's doesn't free. charge. Do, do you drink at events like that personally? or We can't drink. Okay. Yeah, you're working it. That uh, Church just got fined by the DAVC. Yeah, they did. Who did? <laughs> two weeks ago. What church? Ago. The Catholic the Church. church. Yeah, it w- we um, always drink at our events. It was a Catholic church. I'm not quite sure. That doesn't surprise me because we always drink at our events. That's why I go to her events. But yeah, it was <laughs> it was probably someone that was serving the alcohol. You're was drinking. Oh, because you're not supposed one to. One for that. you, yeah. one for me. One. Yeah, okay, gotcha. it's, yeah. it's bad it's, news. They're, it's like they're called proximity restrictions. Yes. What um yeah. what 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 group was it? I'm looking. Thank you. My Google only goes so fast. <laughs> so you and, and your staff can't drink at those. Yeah, if, if we're doing an event, we can't be consuming the alcohol. So we have to be tip certified. And when you get tip certified, it goes over all the over serving. You can't drink what hours stuff yep. like that. So it's like getting a food handler's permit for alcohol. Exactly. Learn new things every day. Right? Uh, it's the St. John the Baptist Parish in Draper. <laughs> that is yeah. the one that is on the campus with so the girls' it's school. Gone, it's, so it's Juan Diego's parish. So it's Juan Diego. Yeah, Juan Diego. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. That's yeah. Well, it's not really Juan Diego, though. St. John's is separate. It's just on the same campus. Well, yeah. I mean, it's the same parish that Juan Diego comes out of. It's this the is the quote. It appears some of the volunteers had a little alcohol while serving, while they were volunteering. I wonder if they were doing some sort of uh, charity auction or something. Or, it's, or it was at the festival. Festival of Roses. It was at the Festival yeah. of Roses. Oh, that was last summer then. Yeah. Well, last spring. It was Festival it's at of Roses. The end of the it's in May. Gra- yeah, it's graduation time. Yeah. That's a, They're that's just funny. now getting fined for that. Yeah. The ABC takes a while. But, but they were <laughs> they were not quick. alone. They were among more than 40 businesses that well, faced punishment they for porns. alcohol violations. Yeah. Well, what, wow. what that is, is DABC's like, well, shit, we haven't done anything and it's May. Let's go... Uh, <laughs> Let's go crash some. Yeah, let's go crash down they, 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 party. They I, check them regularly because I, when I worked at St. Francis, they had they came in and checked one of the years that I was there. What do they do? Breathalyzer? No, they come in and they 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 just like stand there and watch what you're just doing. Just so you know, Reverend yeah. Richard Sherman suggested the fine was a blessing when it comes to the harms that can be caused by alcohol. Yeah, well, just so you know. That's just a nice public. Uh, well, what else public is he statement? Say? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> hey, you so. can. Are you going to go make your dagger this weekend you, at Crown Hollow? Are you going to go forge some steel? I doubt it because I don't really have the time. I'm that's so busy right now. But it's that sounds like the coolest <laughs> ass thing. Yes, ever. that's on the 16th <laughs> at Crown's Hollow, and it's, it's only like 100 bucks. a hundred bucks. Yeah, one hundred twenty-five dollars. It's a four-hour class. You get to make a dagger. 
You get to walk out with a wieldable knife that you created yourself for $125. It's probably a step up from the Pickle Pinewood Derby car. (laughs) 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 And the Pickle pickle car beat your Hummer. Yeah, it beat the Hummer. (laughs) So that's saying something about the Pickle. Well, Hummers weren't meant to go fast. I don't know if you guys thought about that when you were designing. Yeah, it's not really aerodynamic. It's pretty square. It won the first two rounds, though. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. It's pretty square. Did the wheels fall off the other cars? But then the pick. It won the first two rounds by a lot. But the other the kids cars, like, ground the, into the... The, the, the kids at the single mothers, it was the block of wood with the wheels on it. Very, very sad. My car had some blood on it when I did it when I was a kid because <laughs> I cut myself when I was whittling it. No one taught me. I'm like... like 10, 11 years old. Like He's a kid with blow. a single mom. And, yep, kid with a single mom, carving towards my body, knife goes right <laughs> into my right. arm. You know, I, I'm kind of offended by that, though. Like, you just assume that it's the kids with the single moms. Like, or the deadbeat dads. Like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking if you weren't available, Heather could have stepped in easily. She's way Like, more, woman is talented. To be honest, she's way more crafty. That's probably true. It would have had, like, flowers. And oh, that's yeah. bullshit. <laughs> but now, nowadays, like, my wife would get on Pinterest and Probably have the coolest Pinewood Derby car ever. They actually sell them like pre, almost completely made at Hobby Lobby. Yeah. Where you just put it together and paint Cheater it. cars, just like cheater plants. Like the yeah. Batmobile. But you got to be careful because the cheater cars at Hobby Lobby can get mislabeled too. And you might end up with a damn pumpkin when you thought you were going <laughs> freaking yellow squash. I'm still bitter. But hopefully the pumpkin turns out to be useful. I don't know. It looks like a square pumpkin. Like if it's one of those circle. sugar ones, it, it'll make a better pumpkin pie than a real pumpkin. We will Maybe try. I'll make us a, mump- a pumpkin pie with it. Yes, you will. Halloween's coming up. Your Pump- birthday is coming up. It's true. Yeah. Maybe I'll make you a birthday pie. A birthday pie. What else is coming up, Jess? Uh, clearly, Jeremy's birthday is. <laughs> That's we still got a while. Away. When's your birthday? October. <laughs> Mine's tomorrow. You just tomorrow? You guys gonna sing happy me happy birthday, birthday tomorrow? Yeah. Comes out in the morning. Might be yeah. sad, but <laughs> it might make you cry. But we can sure sing you. <laughs> I was waiting to drink that until we were interviewing him. Maybe there's plenty to drink. Yeah. Do you yeah, not see wait, the behind you? If we wait you? until we start interviewing him, you we're gonna be... have to wait a while before we leave. Oh, that's yeah. a good point. And James will be like, I just want to go home. Um, I mean, we're not we're not getting hammered. So here, you have a game this weekend, right? On yes. the 16th. So, so there, this is a super important game. There's only three home games left. But let me talk about this one. Can lovely. I talk about this one? Why it's important? Do you know why it it's important? Lovely. You know, I shut up so you could talk about it, and then you just kept going about letting you talk about it. <laughs> yeah, but you did it why with a it disapproving Im- Why is it important, Jessica? Because you have to wear orange because you're playing Houston and it's it's a solidarity. True. We're not, not true. Play, playing Houston. We're playing the we're Timbers. We're playing Portland Timbers on Saturday. But Houston. This, this is the 16th, so the, that is wrong. That is wrong. Yes. So what day is that? Next week? Houston is the 23rd. It's the last day of Comic-Con is when we play Houston. Mm-hmm. No, that's Seattle. Houston is the last home game? Hold on, I'll look. Okay, Shoot, regardless. If you're going to that game, wear orange. Yeah, that's a ways away, though. That game is... Uh, so then I'll Galaxy move on. is the 30th. I'll move on to the next event, then. So this week, you know, is Suicide Prevention Week. And on the 16th at Liberty Park is the Out of, Dar- Out of Darkness Suicide Walk. Uh, it's the 11th annual. There is no fee like a normal uh, walk or run. Uh, it is fundraising, though. So if you want to donate, you can. Uh, but yeah, that's... We don't, we don't play Houston again. That must mm-hmm. be a, it must be a thing Monarchs. the fans... No, it must be a thing the fans are doing. 
uh, in solidarity with Houston as to wear orange to the game instead on the sixteenth. I saw it okay. on the events. It's it's probably a, a legit thing. So you guys will be the only one at the game not wearing orange. That's no, not, you didn't believe wear, me. That's not true. I'm not gonna wear orange because <laughs> I have to wear a jersey and my jerseys are white and red. <laughs> but you did not support Harvey. Yeah. So next week, um, Comic Con obviously um, runs Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Did you find your bracelet? Yes. Good. I should have it what, your this bracelet? weekend. Yeah, she lost it. Do you guys not pay attention to her shit? Yeah, what, what bracelet? She doesn't follow me Medical on bracelet. She's looking for a medical bracelet. Oh. Yeah, I need a, not a medical bracelet. Not like an alert an bracelet. An admittance yeah. bracelet. It's like the plastic oh, ones. Oh, Yes. Not like a. It's part of my Not costume. like a med alert, like, Surprise. hey, I have diabetes bracelet, but like, yeah. a, hey, diabetes. I just got out of the hospital bracelet. Yes, exactly like that. You know that. it says falling hazard. You can get those That's at the a hospital. color. That's a color. Really? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh. I they guess put, I could ask for they one. They put but colors on you. No, my, bo- my boss to. asked his wife, which is totally awesome, because she works at IHD. I was like, doesn't Laura work at a hospital? And he's like, yeah, the big one. I was like, can you do me a favor, please? That's the Mountain Medical Center. <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, Comic-Con. If you don't have your passes, get them. Go it smells get really them. good. Yeah. Get them beforehand because... I want to know if they're going to announce anybody else. You don't? Oh, well, I did. My, yeah. my concern is they haven't uh, they haven't sold out of like their VIP and their gold passes yet. But they, it's close. It's like a week. Of, but what does close mean? 2,000? I don't know. We could ask. 500? 20? They're not going to tell us. I could ask Chris. He's friends with us now. He's not going to tell us that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't... I mean, I think it's still going to be good. They've got some good guests coming. Um, I'm pretty excited for you for guys. Some of them. I'm meeting John Cusack. This uh, is what dreams are made of. Well, <laughs> Seriously, you ever wonder if they think you're like just really creepy? No, I just flat out ask. I actually had this conversation. You're like, am I too creepy for you? Yes, I had this conversation at the farmers market because I was talking to another Jen who owns Salsa Del Diablo, and there was a lady who was trying to talk to her, and so I let her up. And then she walked away and she was like, oh my gosh, that lady is crazy. And I was like, I thought I was a crazy farmer's market lady. And she was like, no, this lady is legitimately crazy. Like, go ask any of the other vendors. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> I went and asked my friend Andrea Bubble and Brown. And then I asked Jen and Derek. And th- like, as soon as I said crazy, like th- they didn't even need me to finish the sentence. They knew exactly who I was talking about. So no. I'm not as crazy as maybe I think I am. I was just going to say, I'm sure there's degrees. Well, there's it's also Pioneer Park. There's a lot of crazy people that hang out. Oh, no, this there. is a Willer Farm, too. So, just so you know, I yeah. don't think I am. No, I'm not like. Well, you're friendly. Yes. And you don't like show up at their door unless they're CNC <laughs> candy or whatever the name of that. I actually didn't even show up at their door. I met her at the library. <laughs> so, she sells licorice from Spain, like this 24 inch licorice it's that has so a filling nice. in it. Yeah. It's the best. So, Real I just had again. some actually. Are they going to be at Comic Con again? I need to ask. They're at the state fair right now. Because I liked it. That that's a really good like have it in your bag. And, and just, I had like, some at Park Silly. Just pull it out. Yep. Take a couple. Yeah, the watermelon one is so good. Um. Okay. So Comic Con and the peach one. <laughs> Did you ever get the peach one? I don't know. I don't think so. <sighs> you need to try their peach one. Um. So the twenty first Mountain West Ciders Taste and Tone. You should do something like that and hear a little yoga and 
I know we'd love to do. We awesome. actually with we have Shades of Pell right here, and oh yeah, we, we had Kyler Grove Winery that was really close. We have a brewery just opening, and we talked about doing some joint events with everybody. That would be fun. awesome. Yeah. So they do that like every third week. They the do yoga. A, all the yoga, yeah, taste and tone. I don't know if it's yoga or if it's more like a. I don't even know. We could have the, the heat yoga with the still. The still's oh, on yeah. 200 degrees all day long <laughs> in the shop. It's like, yeah. Bikram. Bikram. Yeah. Um, so two more things. Um, I thought this was really cool. On the 23rd is an event called River Fest, and it's held on the Jordan River, and it's just to bring like awareness of all the stuff that can be done on the Jordan River. So like, like dying? Yes. Do they do they have like a <laughs> they're like how and to here's find the booth, and fish out dead here, bodies? Yes, they're like here's the booth where we do forensic science. <laughs> um, like this is how you make a fishing hook to grab a body out of a branch. <laughs> well, fortunately, they do have fly fishing there, so that's a start. Uh, canoeing, you'll be able to go down the marsh and see if there's any bodies on the side. This is how to identify what kind of dog it is by the <laughs> shit that the owner didn't. And pick then up. the duck derby that they race down, those will just get stuck on the bodies, so you'll be able to find those easier too. There so. you go. Yeah. <laughs> My little brother paddle boards there quite a bit. At uh, what part? I don't know. I don't, think people, I don't think people realize how Not bad. Yet. Like, I could walk from my house to Salt Lake. Yeah, it goes all the way across You could go into Bountiful. I think it goes all the way to Bountiful. I'm not going to Bountiful. Yeah, it goes. It goes <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. My goes, parents live there. <laughs> um, basically, the way Legacy goes. Yeah. More, more yeah. or less. Runs yeah. along it. It goes all the way out past Bountiful, actually, out to... I think it actually goes to Bountiful. It's like North Salt Lake. The sisters there, run on it. That's why I know. I run on that trail. Yeah, I mean it's it's a really fantastic trail. We joke, town. but there is a lot to do. I think this will be a really cool festival to show. But that don't swim happens. in the Jordan River because you'll probably get cancer. The e. coli, green algae. Yeah. Well, that's only down by my house. So um, really, the lake. <laughs> um, one last cool event, you guys. Do you know who um, Gail Halverson is? Sounds familiar. Think about it. Sounds really familiar. No, the dead air is killing me. You got to talk. You can't just. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking. Your minds are thinking. Um, he's the candy bomber from World War II. No, still nothing. No, Jeremy. It's not part of history that I was taught. The candy bomber, yeah. the one that sent the candy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he's local. He's local, and they're having he's an event alive? for him. Yep. Um, they're having an event for him down in Provo. What is on he, like 150? Probably. <laughs> really, the war is only like. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's not honestly. There's not very many. No, World there are not very many. Left alive. Nope. I mean, Gotta be close to 100 though, for reals. Um, yeah. but he shows up at local events all the time, and they are having an event for him at the courtyard at Jamestown down in Provo. It's black tie, and it'll just be a celebration. They'll have a silent auction, some music dinner and then all that money is going to be going to create a memorial and then an aviation education center in spanish fork cool yeah it's really good you want to meet him before he dies go there you go i don't want to meet him i would love to i would like to learn about it because it sounds cool i would love to meet him it's not he does he does events all over utah all the time so that's cool that's cool i was going to say about comic-con uh they finally updated their app but you have to go download a new one (laughs) So, but I usually I, take it off after, anyways. I, I think it's in a little bit better shape, and the I schedule online is, is pretty good. So, yeah, the problem is a couple times like it would just start dropping stuff that you every had time, and yeah. I'm like, I just built my whole thing. I had to rebuild it like five times last time. But it is really cool because you can build into like what panels you want, or if you're getting autographs or photography. I just you know, want somebody whoever is building this app needs to put personal information about the panelists. Yes, why are they? 
Why so are they doing not, that panel? I need to know that. that. That's not the person building the app. That is the panelist not actually putting a bio in. I so, you know, get it. you know, right when you get your bios like two hours before the show, that gets really hard to update that stuff two hours before the con. There's a lot more. But that I get, but I, there are no bios on anyone. So really? Yeah. There never has say, been. I, uh, There's a description of the panel, but if you click on the actual it panelist. It doesn't go into their no. picture and bio? A picture. There are currently no, no guests announced. Oh, oh it failed already. Right <laughs> Is this Comic-Con <laughs> have 2017? You ever been? Have you ever been to Comic-Con? I have never been. You should go. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a lot of fun to just go walk around and see the cosplay and the vendors, and even if you don't go into a panel. So, um, On a side note... So we're recording on Tuesday. We go live on Wednesday. Yesterday was the ending of voting for Best of City Weekly. It's true. I just want to say thank you to every single person that voted for us because we got a lot of really cool people that voted that voted our name. Yes. Yeah. Let's talk about that off the air. Yep. I, I also want to thank people for just voting because that's part of what makes that such a cool thing that they do is it is all vote driven. Yes. And it's so, all written in. And it's, it's all no right in. There's not multiple choice. Yep. So. Written in. It's wrote in. Is it? I can no. say it however I want. You want me to make you watch <laughs> that? doesn't sound right. You know what? You want me to make you watch the uh, Adam Conover? What's that? What does he call her? The, it's not a grammar Nazi. Uh, Jeff watched it, and I, he, we couldn't remember because he was going to call me, and then he forgot. It's like a, a, a grammar bomber or something. Something no. stupid like that. It anyway. was cool. Shut up. Yeah, it's because they didn't want to say Nazi on the program. I know that's why they did it. Um, <laughs> they did say though, instead of saying grammar Nazi. Did you ever you ever watch Adam Ruins Everything? It's probably one of the best shows on it television. Is. It's it's a guy that has just got a team that goes out and finds facts about why things are the way they He's are. He's the one that talks to people on the street, huh? Is no. that that one? No, oh, no. so he'll go. It's and he does them all in different styles, and they're you know over the top dramatic type stuff but he'll talk about like you know tylenol for example and how tylenol should never have been an over-the-counter drug because it shouldn't be it will kill your freaking liver so crazy what that drug does um and then in a lot of countries it's it's not as readily available and over-the-counter as it is here um but he talks about like why some of that stuff happened how you know listerine was actually a floor cleaner in the 1900s or 1900s so I don't know. It's just a cool show. But that's it for events for the next couple of weeks. Yep. Anime Bonsai is coming up as well. Thought I'd throw that it's in. Not it's, on the, it's not on the list yet. It's like a month out. It's in November, I think, isn't it? I think it's in October. And this is October. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. Up. Also, the Halloween Expo is coming up in yeah, October. Yeah, Halloween so. Expo is 13, 14, 15. That's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, good. By the way. Because last year was Thursday. Friday, yeah, last Saturday. year was Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So rough. tickets are on sale. <clears throat> Um, it's at the expo center. It's not a con. It's going to be awesome. Cool. Well, let's, uh, talk about the end of the world. I think that's what I named last week's show after, after going back and listening through it as I, uh, was editing it. I'm like, holy crap. Uh, we talked about, well, so and this since, week we ha- and since we've had Hurricane Irma, Irma. Yep. Uh, ho- hopefully Jose will track the way they think it is and just go back out into the Atlantic, doing some weird like wobbly crap where it's at right now, like heading back east and it's going to come back west and then hopefully disappear into the Atlantic. But Kachia disappeared, so that was good because yeah. that could have wreaked havoc on, on, on Mexico. The, on the northern part of the southern end of Mexico, 
an eight point three. Had eight point eight point two or eight point three earthquake yeah. off the coast, um, which sent tsunami warnings over to Hawaii. Yeah, and all over the place, really. And they did see like I don't a th- know about Hawaii, they did see there. like a three foot tsunami in in that part of Mexico uh, on the coast, but they didn't see one anywhere else, which was was good. Because it was a shallow quake. It was a really deep shallow quake. But it was our, a deep shallow quake. <laughs> a deep shallow no, quake. A really, a really big shallow quake. Sorry. <laughs> no. So what awesome. happens when Mormon Jesus sees you drinking coffee? Well, no. What happens when Mormon Jesus sees you drinking coffee is he takes that small, wasn't really small, but the earthquake swarm up in Idaho. Oh, and, that and make it three hundred <laughs> earthquakes. That's, that's over and over in coffee. Yeah, three hundred. Yeah. So I'm using the U.S. Geological Survey's earthquakes. It's my favorite. Counts. You know why? Because they actually monitor probably more of the area than Utah does, than the University of Utah. Yes, that's true. And so that's why I use them because the 260 number is what. Well, uh, last last week when we reported it, I went through and physically counted every single one of them because I was in Bear Lake when the first one happened, the 5.3, but we didn't feel it. So this is amazing. I mean, it's, it's uh, of all the crazy weather events and natural disaster type stuff, this is the one that actually has me a little freaked out because we live right next to Ground Zero for extinction event up there in the, up there in northeast of us a little bit. And, and uh, this, is, this is where that's coming from, so... I don't know. It's, it's got me worried. Um, we've been told that I, they're not going to say, yeah, this means Yellowstone's got about 10 years. They would never, ever say that publicly. I don't think they know. Just like, I really don't. No, they've got. Don't roll your eyes at me. They've gotten really good at starting to pinpoint when volcanic eruptions are going to happen based on seismic activity in the region. Because it kind of tells you that stuff's going on down yeah, there. Yeah, but if you, so if you went through and actually went on the USGS, um, did I say that? Yes. Um, website. So you can go in on their map and they have on the, the left-hand side of their page all of the earthquakes that are happening in that region. If you go bigger, then it shows everywhere. But not only have they been happening in um, Soda Springs, Idaho, but more, but they're also happening in Nevada, more than are happening in Wyoming. So That's good then, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just a different fault line. I don't yeah. pretend to be an expert on earthquakes or fault lines. People. So apparently, when I went to the Minnetonka Cave a few weeks ago, and they gave us the tour, we came out, and the guy, there's like this old guy outside who's one of the tour guys, and he's like, did she show you the fault line? And we're like, no. Like, clearly you get something different with every tour guide. Mm-hmm. But I was like, that would have been really cool to see, Actually like, see the it. actual fault line in the cave, like, in the mountain. So... I think it would have been cool anyway. I, I don't get this, like, although these instructions for before an earthquake, because you don't really know. So, like, some of the things that they're talking about, like, like move your bed away from the window or whatever, does that mean you should just never have your bed by a window in case? Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Don't put your bed up against a window. Our bed is not up against a window. Nope, nope. Neither are our daughter's But that's beds, not why. Really? Well, they kind of are. Horrible. Yeah, both of them are, actually. And don't forget to practice how to drop, cover, and hold on. <laughs> I've never heard of that. Grab your ankles. I don't is think that, that's a thing. Is that not the same thing? <laughs> no. No, that's not the same thing. A different paper. earthquake. To, to be fair, I was watching the uh, Get Swifty episode of Rick and Morty before you guys picked me up today. So, And uh, the lyrics say that, so. Anyway, uh, I want to talk about a couple uh, national stories that that have some ties back to Utah and and are just important in general. Um, 
the uh, the Equifax thing. So uh, if you haven't heard about this, I mean, it's unfortunate because I think they the, the news came out as we're in the middle of two massive natural disasters, and I think it's kind of gotten shoved under the rug a little bit because you're just like halfway down a CNN page. This is a huge deal. So Equifax back in May, May had, had a data breach. breach. And Equifax, if you don't know, they're one of the three major credit reporting agencies. So you have Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion. Um, and basically, they have all of your credit data. They have all your personal information, past addresses, phone numbers, social, all your credit crap that you have. It's all reported to them. They have massive amounts of data. Well, this breach wasn't small. It was 143 million people's data. That's half of the country. Uh, and they did not uh, really say anything about it. They knew as early as July, and they're just now saying something about it. Now, in all fairness, it, they've got to kind of get their ducks in a row because this is a this is going to be a big deal. So they are already uh, being sued for $5 billion from some Utahns. They're all family members, which I found kind of hysterical. So it's a dude, and then all of his kids are uh, co-suit people. I don't co I don't know what I'm looking for. Whatever. Um, it's going to end up turning into a big, giant class action suit, and you'll probably get $5, you know, 10 years from now. Um, Equifax is offering free credit monitoring, but not a free credit data freeze for anything I'm other than the short guard. term. I'm a credit monitor. <laughs> <laughs> so... But I will, I, I will say this. Be careful if you sign up for Equifax's free credit monitoring that, that they're offering. There's an opt-in that says you cannot sue them if you accept it. So make sure that you do not allow Did that you guys to happen. check to see if you're part of it? Yeah. Yep. I'm not. She I is. Am. I am too. Um, and here's, here's the thing. Th- this is what's really scary about it. This kind of data breach, it's not something that tomorrow you're going to have a problem. And it's not something you're probably going to see in two years. It's after you forget about it when you decide, okay, I don't really need to have my credit locked or, or be monitoring my credit that closely. In four or five years, that's when it's going to start to happen. That's when the bad guys are going to take your information. Because that they, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know a better way to put it. They're like it. the blue meanies. So I, I feel like the, the one year is just like some kind of complacent Equifax is trying to relieve as much pressure as possible when they release the news. It's, it's insurance. But it's it's total garbage. Like, it's not enough. It's insurance. That's what insurance provides. My well, rec- they don't even know who did this one, so. No, not yet. And my recommendation uh, to anyone that is affected for sure is put a freeze on your credit report. It's a kind of a pain in the butt if you're applying for things like home loans, but you can take it off at any time and put it back on when you're done. But if you put a freeze on your credit report, they have to call you in order to run credit for anything. Doesn't matter what it is. They try to run anything in your name, they gotta call they gotta call you and you have to authorize it. So I, I it's not free, but it's relatively it cost, inex- yeah. it's relatively inexpensive. You're talking maybe five to ten dollars a month. It's well worth five to ten dollars a month for the next ten years to not have your identity yeah, stolen. Yeah, especially since somebody freaking stole my debit card already this year. So, and that's that's the reality of what's going on with these data breaches now. So, any place your your information is stored like that in you know a point of sale system or in apparently in a, a firm that's supposed to be one of the most secure things to get into, uh, you're at risk. So, it's a scary. But I thought it was interesting that 
Utahns are already filing lawsuits. It so. is strange that Utahns are filing lawsuits because we are a low litigation state. You wouldn't know it if you uh, looked at how much litigation the government goes after. We are a very low <laughs> litigation state. I say that from an insurance viewpoint because we get lots of breaks because that we don't sue very often. Yeah. But isn't a class action lawsuit the only person that wins is the attorney? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like a, a class action lawsuit... Because when it's all said and done, even if it's a massive... Okay, so let's say they actually get $5 billion. Well, that now has to be split amongst all the attorneys involved in the class action suit, and they take a huge cut. Like, they're yeah. taking 40%, yeah, 30%, probably, 40%. plus fees. So all their co- the court costs and everything else, they're also... Everybody gets $5. Yeah. Well, yeah, basically. So now you've got, let's say, let's say $3 million. Let's be generous. You've got $3 million that has to... Or $3 billion that has to be split amongst... 143 million people. And to do that, you have to set up an organization basically to disperse that money. Yeah. And that costs part of that settlement. So now you're down to, yeah, five, ten bucks a yeah. person. So it's, it's, uh, I don't know. I got my postcard in the mail yesterday. I'm getting 30 cents because I bought Costco, um, coconut oil good job and it's not healthy apparently and they use the word healthy on it <laughs> yeah well and like there's like the the class action suit against all the the well, the um cd manufacturers and recording studios and stuff and they had a class action lawsuit because they were found to be inflating the prices of music yeah. and they got they got uh, dinged for that and it was like 50 cents <laughs> like if you yeah. bought a if you bought a CD, you can prove you bought a CD in the last ten. I got years, tickets was... in the Ticketmaster settlement, but guess what? There are no concerts within any type of perimeter that I could go to. Yep. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yep. Because exactly. I used to buy a lot of concert tickets off of Ticketmaster. Yeah, I, I hate Ticketmaster. So, um, also uh, DACA. You have a lot of hate. I do. I do. <laughs> I have a lot of hate. I'm for a people. disgusting person. If you wanted to know, you also hate, human being. You also I'm hate intimidating. Kids. I do hate kids and intimidating. So I bring up DACA. So those of you that don't know, DACA is is basically the Dreamer Act. It's what allows kids that came over when they were kids illegally to stay in America and be contributing members of society legally, um, not to be full citizens. By the way. Um, and that's a big impact on a place like Utah when the president says, you guys aren't protected anymore. Because Utah has a lot of DACA people. A lot of undocumented immigrants that came over and are now participating in DACA are paying taxes, are paying into social welfare type systems, and now they're not protected. And Park City, um, and this, this is from students all the way up to you know chefs and restaurants and, and what have you. Uh, Park City, actually, the school board adopted a safe school resolution uh, as a result of the presidential announcement. And essentially what they said is we're not going to give out information on students. You know, if ICE wants to show up and try to get rid of students, they're not going to see any records from us. Um, So I thought that was really cool. And also there was one other group there. I don't remember who else it was. Someone else in Park City adopted a similar measure. Oh, it's Intermountain. It's not Park City. Intermountain Healthcare has basically said the same thing. Um, they said 150 of their employees are DACA participants, and uh, they're going to support them and fire, file paperwork to help them get full citizenship as well. So, or at least green cards, work visas, that sort of thing. So I thought that was cool to see some, some local Utah companies really um, trying to fight what stupid Trump's doing up in the White House. 
You have a lot of hate, you know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Your hate on that side of the table, please. Um, okay, so uh, Hill Air Force Base. Uh, so I always, I always talk about Hill Air Force Base bec- in relation to Orrin Hatch and why I voted for Orrin <laughs> Hatch last time. That's my excuse. This is amazing, though. It's sad, but it's amazing. Uh, so Hill Air Force Base has been home to F-16s for a very long time. Since before I was born. Since 19- Not before I was born. 1979 <laughs> uh, is when we first got F-16s at Hill Air Force Base. So that's 30 years that's almost? A, that's it's yes. 35 years. No, it's definitely more than that. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> shit. It's like 38 years. Well, but it's closer to 35 yeah. than, than 30. Fucking the whole 2000 thing always throws me. But so. think about think about how many wars that is, too, over it's those years they've been involved in. A lot more than two. Yep. A lot more than two. Yep. Um, so a lot of wars. Um, it's It's been the mainstay of the base. Um, it's been a big reason why the base has stayed open over the years. Especially in the 90s when they were doing all the base closures. Yep. Because um, that's where the repairs would happen and they were restoring them. And, and that was the big reason to keep the base open. Yep. And I mean, if you've been up into the northern part of, of the Wasatch Front, that entire community is driven by the base. Like, that's why Leighton and... Well, and it's Roy also something in, in local celebrations and communities that you look forward to are the flyovers, whether it's yeah. parades or... Yep. And to be fair, if it wasn't for Hill Air Force Base, Utah would be like 100% white, I think. Like, <laughs> seriously, Hill Air Force Bra- Base. Camp Williams probably, is still here, just so you know. Yeah, that's uh, Camp Williams is a National Guard base. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, but That it, just means that it's it, local people, it, though. It, it means that no. it's local people. <laughs> so no. you're, you're looking at more white people over at Camp Williams. <laughs> and I'm... That's a generalization, I know, but there's a lot of diversity that that comes that is up. Brought into the state is brought because in because of, the, because of the, the base there. Who was it that was telling us that they always get asked if they're if they work for the, at the base? Uh, Victor. <laughs> it yeah, Victor. it was. We had a, a viral cosplayer, and he is of color, and uh, he lives up in Leighton. <laughs> and he's he's Nigerian. Yeah. 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 And. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. He gets asked that apparently a lot, um, but by now we know. I, I kind of am not surprised by this because of the F-35s coming in. Well, and that's that's why. So they retired them on, um, I think it was Tuesday, not Tuesday, Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday. They had a ceremony. Um, they broadcasted it. It was probably like, I don't know, 15 or 30 minutes. And um, yeah, they're sending them to New Mexico, which is amazing because they'll still be uh, teaching pilots to train. So they're not just like scrapping them or anything. They'll still be be in use but yeah the f-35s uh hill air force base is the only home right now of f-35s yeah and so. it's awesome to see them all flying they're loud mm-hmm. you think f-16s are loud f-35s are so loud <laughs> yes they are uh okay i'm gonna talk about this i meant to talk about it during events but um this friday so the what is that the 15th yes because the walk is on the 16th yeah so on the 15th um this is really cool. So Broadway Media, uh, which owns X96, ESPN 700, The Mix, 92.9. Doesn't it also some country music? Arrow. Um, it, there's like freaking 30 stations they own. They don't own Arrow. KSL does. Oh. <laughs> what was the one they rewind? 100.7 or something is what they're... Anyway. 
Anyway, so Broadway Media, all of their stations, from what I can gather, from 9 to 10 o'clock on Friday, are doing a special um, discuss and prevent suicide piece. And so they're going to be talking to um, some experts on suicide. They're going to um, work, be working with the Utah chapter of American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Um, they're promoting the Out of Darkness Walk, and that's on Saturday, right? Yes, at Liberty Park at um, 9 o'clock in the morning. So really cool because it's not one station. It's all the stations broadcasting this. These statistics um, are really sad. Suicide is a public health crisis in Utah and continues to be the number one leading cause of death for young people ages 10 to 24 and the number two cause of death for young adults ages 25 to 44. Suicide kills more people in Utah than cancer, auto accidents, homicide, heart disease. Uh, so that's crazy. That's crazy because heart disease is like the number one killer, right? I mean, car accidents got to be like number two. But suicides outrank all of them in the state of Utah. And young, very young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 10 to 24. The fact that 10 is even a number that suicide is, is part of, that's crazy. 10 years old. It's sad. Committing suicide. But they have to put that in the bracket that it's Don't not like 14 to whatever. My youngest is nine. So close. So close. So he's he's that age. Um, well, so and it's and it's and it's really sad to see when those news stories come out, which news stations are like, we're not reporting suicides, but I think they should. You absolutely um, should. You have to talk about it. These kids are being bullied. I mean, it's it's things that maybe as a parent you're not even blinking an eye at, but if it's important to your kid, it needs to be important to you. See, I don't hate yeah. kids. You're right. you're, but you're the one bullying them. So I don't understand. I don't understand why you can say you don't hate them. And no, yet. but on a serious note, you know, if, yeah. if you're if it's important to your kid, even if somebody just said something you might think is minute, if it's important to them, please listen. And it's not just it's not just that, guys. I mean, it's it's people of any age. really, yeah. And and. People will reach out. There are signs to watch for. I'm sure they're going to talk about all that. Yeah. Um, and just if someone reaches out, just talk to them, you know. And if you don't feel equipped to help them, call someone to help them. Um, and, and if you need someone to talk to and you don't feel like you have anyone, there are a couple of, of phone numbers that you can use. Um, so the national line is 1-800-273-8255. Uh, and then Utah has its own, 801-587-3000. Um, use those. They're, uh, they're there for, for you. Um, so we'll give those out again at the end of the show. And and, uh, we'll and maybe you don't feel comfortable talking to somebody you know and you need somebody non-biased. Reach out to us. I mean. Unless you're a kid and then don't talk to <laughs> Jess. Cause. Hopefully kids are not listening to this podcast. I honestly don't know why a 10-year-old would ever want to listen to this podcast. <laughs> We're educating them on all things. My oh. daughter begged to come down here to hang out with us. <laughs> How old is she? She's 12. Is she, she yeah. the one that, that has to wear the, the gas mask yeah. when she's helping with your pipes? Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, we're going to do this last thing maybe at the end. Because so, I want to talk to our guest. I want to spend I some know. time talking to, to... We're his guests. He's we, been so patient. We are. Well, he's participated a little bit. I'm impressed. 
really am. He's had a long day, though. So Yeah, he's running on like an hour of sleep. At least he took a shower. Right? Yeah, but yeah. he's had a shower since we all have, so he probably smells better than us. Sure. Do you want to go sniff him? <laughs> he didn't say he put deodorant on. He just said he took a shower. Yeah. No, I think actually he mentioned deodorant. <laughs> uh, so again, we are. This is uh, James Fowler is with us. He's the owner of Sugar House Distillery. Uh, we are just west of the Sugar Hood uh, in South Salt Lake, and uh, we took a great tour um, before we got on the air of the distillery. And it's nice. Um, I will say this is the first distillery that we've talked to outside of Mountain West, which is a winery, technically, right? According Cidery. to Utah law, they are. Cidery, oh, yes. They are Utah law and packaging, yeah. yes. And uh, this is the first one we've got to, to actually take a tour of, and they have an actual still, which is which is impressive to see an actual still. Uh, and I'm I'm blown away, James, by the size of the operation because it's not a lot of space. No. And, you know, I expected, you know, a little bit different layout, maybe a little bit bigger space. I was really surprised to see how small of a space you guys are working in. Uh, how is that <laughs> for you guys? Like, is that a <laughs> huge challenge? No, it's, yeah, it is a huge challenge. We're in 4,000 square feet. Um, and especially when you could see that our fermentation tanks, we move around. That's why it's been so cool is because we can shuffle them around. So when we do get the new fermentation tanks, they're going to be taking up more dedicated space um but pros and cons yeah so i mean they got to be double the size of what you got right now essentially right they yeah yeah they are yeah that's 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 mind-boggling to think about like it'll be like tetris (laughs) bourbon tetris (laughs) but how many at any given time how many things do you have i mean are you are you guys fermenting uh stuff and then you've got stuff working in the still and then you've got, you know, obviously the stuff that's coming out of a barrel that just sits in a barrel. And are all your barrels out there, or do you have another space that you're storing barrels? No, at? We have 88 barrels out there, to be exact. Just counted them the other day. Every month you have to do it. I was going to say, do you do you count them like nightly to make sure someone didn't yeah take one off? Yeah, no, we have federal reports for the federal government that we have to turn in, and so we have a very thorough inventory. And so it's all to make sure they get their money, their taxes. You're correct. So, so yeah, we have quite a, uh, most of the time we'll have like rye fermenting and we'll be running bourbon on the still. And the last couple, about the last month, two months, we've been kind of slow getting the packaging redesigned done. And we've just had a lot to bottle lately. So we haven't been running much production over the summer. So it's been kind of nice, actually. Cause yeah, because that's brutally hot when you're running the, especially yeah. when you're running the still. Yeah, we leave the building at night, and it's normally over 100 degrees in the shop. So, yeah, I mean, it's like it was almost 90 degrees when we came in today, and you're not running the still. No. So no, and that's with a big old giant fan blowing in. Yeah, uh, so that's you get that 500 gallon still at 200 degrees. It's a furnace. <laughs> yeah. So do you you uh, you ever rub up against it while it's going accidentally? Um, very quick. <laughs> you know, is that it like really a quick. loving like? <laughs> no, no, no. no I'm like, I've like, done that too, but like burn your arm <laughs> in like, passing. I tell you what, if you give that thing a hug at 200 degrees, you are more man than I will ever be, and you're also <laughs> stupid. Yeah. <laughs> no, exactly. Uh, yeah, because I just noticed out there, there's not really guardrails around it to protect workers. Yeah. So just signs, just signs, and that people that aren't issue? stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> 
I think the signs prevent OSHA from getting mad too, probably. Yeah. Yep. Um, this is a distillery on the front door. Is this a bar or a restaurant? Uh, yeah, sure. we, we, we had a few joke signs up, but we pulled them down. I had, an, a, I had a DABC audit on last Monday, I believe. Oh, so you pulled them all down before they got in here? Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing to me, the DABC, I mean, give them credit because they're only working with what they've got from the legislature. But at some level, too, it, it really is like, it just feels like sometimes they go, well, we haven't done anything to get our name in the news lately um who can we go mess with and uh, they did that with brewies didn't work out so well <laughs> it's been, yeah been a pretty pre- pretty big nasty mark for them um but yeah it's because you'll hear all of a sudden and the, the the health department does the same thing like all of a sudden you'll see like a restaurant week, with like 80 violations well not just one like in a week you'll see like 80 restaurants get close like the hell were you doing the rest of the year it's like cops at the end of the month like how 80 in one day like clearly they uh decided they need to do their job or something i don't know like i just don't get it i've taken a a different approach to the dabc and you know what everybody there is really good to work with but their hands are tied and yeah that's constantly what you run into because it is all legislature it's all stuff that the, the legislature controls but um all very good people yeah, I mean, they, they, it seems to me like the people in the DABC really want businesses to flourish for the most part. Um, but yeah, they just, they, regulations are regulations and, and that's their job is to enforce those regulations. So, and you were telling us a little bit about some of those regulations. Uh, specifically, we were talking about the talls earlier. I think we were joking about giving them to the homeless people. <laughs> I'm sure you cannot do that, by the way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. But um, we were talking a little bit about that and how that, you know, what kind of alcohol you're getting out of your still in terms of quality and, and purity based on temperature is not regulated at all. No. Yeah, the, the federal government, it it's regulated because you want the quality of product. So um, we separate the heads, the hearts, the tails. And those heads, yeah, they have, you know, methanol, formaldehyde, acetone. That's Those are all chemicals that can make you go blind or kill you or... Take your fingernail polish off. Yeah, take your fingernail polish off or give you one heck of a headache or hangover. That's why moonshine has such a bad rap for that sort of stuff. So true, because that's money. Yeah. And so they just, they'd mix it all in. And that was the, that's normally the strongest, you know, 188 proof. And so that's what gets you drunk. That's why that crappy moonshine soaked anything that you get is always <laughs> disgusting, Jeremy. Cherries. They're so gross. They're they're good to mix in drinks. They're not. They <laughs> taste disgusting. And they, they ruin whatever else you've got in that drink. The flavor is just permeating. <laughs> so did you try this? So I, I want to talk about this because we, we had this was this is the, the new make, right? Nope, the vodka. The vodka. Yep. Okay. That is a incredibly flavorful vodka. Yes. So, and so, not in a bad way. Like a lot of vodkas, they're you know, they have this really crappy, bitey aftertaste, but this has an amazing amount of flavor in it for yeah. a vodka. And it's not flavored, right? Yeah, no no flavor in it at all. There's no sugar. There's no citric acid. So vodka is a tough spirit because you can go two different ways. You can A lot of people like a really bold, flavorful vodka. And other people don't want to really taste it. They, don't, they just want it to go into a cocktail and blend. And so when you buy a premium vodka, you could get either or. And depending on, you know, some people want that vodka closer to a whiskey. And they want to taste it. And so... 
we actually, we use two grains. We use a corn and we use a wheat. Um, the wheat to me is one of the smoother grains to ferment that gives it just a nice mellow flavor. And corn is going to give you your sweetness. And um, since we do not use any sugar in any of our products, it still adds in that touch of sweetness into the vodka. I did not realize you guys didn't use sugar. So, yeah, you can, I think it's 2% or 0.02 that you can add in without um, saying anything to the consumer. So That's that's impressive. That's really impressive because a lot of booze is made with sugar. Yeah. And sugar is bad. Doesn't, doesn't doesn't come out right in the end so um and and you were talking too about uh i mean you kind of talked a little bit about this but you guys are a a grain to glass distillery meaning and when we saw it the raw grains are brought in and they're one thing that was really impressive they're almost all local yeah uh, you were telling us about some of the farms that you guys work with yeah 90 percent of the grain that we use is all locally sourced so we started off just buying grain from wherever we could buy it and most of it came out of the Midwest. And then slowly, just little by little, on KSL, we'd meet a farmer and go buy some bags from them. And and they'd be asking us questions. We've had a few that are like, are you guys legal? Like, we need to come check out your place. <laughs> it's been kind of funny. In Salt Lake. Yeah. And, but little by little, now it's been like, hey, you know, we could we could grow some rye fields during the winter and utilize our ground. And, and so those kind of discussions have happened over the years. And. Well, that's huge. I mean, to be able to utilize your ground in the winter and you have someone that you can sell something to and, uh, and, and, and you guys play it for it on the backside too locally because you guys are using your leftover grains for animal feed, right? Yeah. So it's a, it makes a full circle. Um, we have a couple of pig farmers that come pick it up and they take that and feed it to some pigs. I think they're, they have some donkeys and cows and some other things, but we always hear some funny stories with the, with the animals. <laughs> so, so, but they can't for, really get that drunk on it though, right? Like, if we do our job right, you're exactly right. <laughs> uh, you guys were the first grain to glass. Uh, High West would probably have a problem with that, but wow. yeah, but you could, uh, it, there could be an argument to be made with that. So and High, High West may be the first that started distilling grain, but they never got it into a glass before well, you guys maybe, right? No, they, they do have products that are grain to glass. Um, but there are only three in Utah, right? Um, you or have, has that gone up now? Because they are yeah, you have all Outlaw, you have New World. Um, now I'm going to feel bad if we miss anybody. Um, Dented Brick. If you do miss anybody and they hear this, they can just come on the show. Yeah, and talk, and talk about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for you sure. You got Alan at Water Pocket. Um, you got the guys at Distillery Thirty Six, mm-hmm. and so there's becoming quite a few more. It, it some states make you register as a distillery or a rectifier and i kind of wish utah would do that because it's a lot easier for the consumer to understand it and there's a lot of rectifiers that there's no reason in the world they're not going to tell you that that's what they are yeah and can you explain to people who don't know what a rectifier is so a rectifier is going to be somebody that just goes out and buys product on the open market and so um the easiest one to do is vodka because you can go out and purchase ethanol and you put water in it, you put it in the bottle, and you're done. And so you can say all day long, yeah, we make this in Utah because technically they do make it. Or, you know, here's our craft vodka. And all those things are very legal to say. Um, the other thing is, is there's a lot of whiskey out on the open market. 
I kind of I kind of don't feel like there's a lot of good whiskey because the market is so hot that you keep your good whiskey and you sell off what is not good. And so it's really easy for somebody to go buy 10 barrels from, you know, there's quite a few companies that are really big that that's all they do in Indiana or, you know, in Kentucky and then call it their own whiskey. And that's extremely common. So, or you get, you get subpar product and you put a flavoring over it and, and, you know, that's a, and then you have fireball. It's a big, it's a big product. So, <laughs> I mean, really, yeah. they're just taking a crappy Canadian whiskey and putting a lot of flavoring in with it. Yeah. Because once you put flavoring in, that's going to make the, the quality of the whiskey at that point isn't. I mean, you can't even taste the whiskey yeah. at that yeah. point. I mean, the, so, the other flavor is so, especially cinnamon. It's such an overpowering flavor that it's going to make all that go away. But it doesn't even need whiskey. It, it's just because whiskey is the end thing. Yeah. You know, it could be vodka and it doesn't matter. Or one of those cool aftershock bottles with the sugar crystals in the bottom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the syrupy, gross shot that you take just to get to the crystals. It tastes like cough syrup. It's gross. But but I think a lot of that grain of glass is is what got me, you know, so motivated to keep everything so the local. The purity of it. The purity of it. I I was touring a distillery that does a lot of um, blending. And and High West does a lot of blending, and we've talked about that before. Like yeah. a lot of their whiskeys that are are their blends, and and a lot of it is they kind of sprung up really quick. And they you gotta have time to age your stuff in a barrel. Like if you're gonna have a whiskey, it's got to be aged in a barrel. That's part of the definition. Yeah, that Three takes time. Yeah, and one day by Scottish law. Yeah, yeah. But a lot of that's kind of what was like. No, I wanna I wanna do it the right way. You know, I wanna use local grain and. And do that. But I was actually touring a distillery and I asked the question, you know, hey, how do you have this age? And the guy's like, you're pretty smart. You should go drink at the bar, kid. And, <laughs> and really that kind of, that kind of put a little like step into me, like, you know what? I want to do it and I do want to do it the right way. So is that why you chose to do, um, you know, a distillery and instead of a brewery? Kind of what's the story behind how you guys got started here? So I, I homebrewed, um, back in the nineties. I won some awards for homebrewing and it was nothing near the homebrew scene that there is today. It's, yeah. it's pretty crazy what it is. Um, I was just thinking about that today. You know, Jay over at the beer nut called me and said, Hey, what? we have these people that are looking for some samples of some homebrew. I suggested they contact you and yeah, and I, I ended up winning like homebrewer of the year or something in, um, over in Colorado. And I, I just, I love making beer. I love beer. And for many years, that's kind of what I wanted to do as a brewery. And as you get older, you, you start, I, or for me anyways, I start drinking less, but I, I start felt like I'd start drinking more quality stuff. And I, I also started enjoying whiskey and cause you know, it's easier to have a glass of whiskey or, you know, than four or five beers. And, and <laughs> so, um, I just really started liking liquor a lot more, but we moved down to Dallas, Texas and I, and for my job, I would travel. And so I, I just did go into distilleries and I'd go to distillery after distillery after distillery plus brewery. And then just the beauty of the still, of just seeing a still, how beautiful it is. And like, how does that work? You know, and, and starting to figure it out. And, and really when you, when you understand fermentation, that's so important to making really good whiskey. There is a lot that you need to know on the still side of it, but that fermentation is a huge part of having, you know, a really good quality liquor. And, and so then it was like, you know what? 
forget the brewery. Whiskey's where it's at, you know. So do you do you still make home brews? Do you still do some home brewing of beer? At all? Um, I don't. Every day, I every day I think about it, and then I, and then all of a sudden I sit on the couch, and it's like, nope, not gonna happen. Like, I've been well, making. I've I been spent making twenty out of the last twenty four hours yeah. doing whiskey. So yeah, I've been doing kombucha a lot lately. Actually, at my house, my wife's like, it's got to go. The whole house <laughs> smells like kombucha. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fad that'll disappear in two years. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> it's not stuff is disgusting. It's so gross. <laughs> Sorry if you like it's it. It's pretty good. No. I'm very opinionated, and I think kombucha is gross. You should watch the kid history about it. It's really funny. <laughs> it makes great. It's a good cocktail um, base. Really good cocktail base. Maybe I'll have to try it as a cocktail base. Maybe it'll yeah. taste better when there's whiskey on it or something. Just buy some, of, yeah. some from the farmer's market and try it. Yeah, if you get Mama Chari's uh, Jasmine Rose and put some of our bourbon, just 50-50 mix, that is a very, it's like a whiskey sour. It's mm-hmm. really, it's a really good drink. I do like a good whiskey sour. Yeah. And then you'll feel good about it because it's a healthy. Actually, you know, Avant Groove, uh, they had a their take on a uh, an old-fashioned. Yeah. It was really good. I was surprised. Not a lot of people get that drink right, and and theirs was really good. So, yeah. um, not that kombucha could be used for that because I don't think it could. Yeah, <laughs> be a little tough to get the bitters and the <laughs> orange. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I mean, is I don't really know know where to go from here because I just keep looking at all these bottles. Cause so you maybe guys, you should try some more. Well, you guys make a ton of stuff. I mean, I'm looking here. They've obviously they've got the the vodka. Uh, they have gold rum. They have a, a silver rum. They have a couple different whiskeys right now. So they have a, a bourbon and a and a malt. Um, and now I'm going to talk about this because I've had this before. I have a bottle at my house. Is the New Make whiskey, and the New Make is essentially uh, it's essentially whiskey without a barrel. And so yeah, correct. So that's the. Well, New Make's kind of an interesting name to use because when we went to, to the TTB, we wanted to use the name um, White Whiskey. And the TTB says, hey, there's not... A, you there's know, no label there's, for that. <laughs> there's no definition of a, of a White Whiskey. So they kind of push you to use Moonshine or, um, you know, White Lightning, you know, something that, to that approach. But that leaves so much open to what it really is. And, and a lot of times, like, Moonshine's just... It, really, moonshine means that taxes haven't been paid on the liquor, but people use that name just way too As general. A novelty, yeah. yeah, and so new make is—it's just—it's the bourbon, but it hasn't touched the barrel yet, and so it's just right off the still. Um, it's like the spirit. Yeah, it is the spirit of it, and so we proof it down to eighty-six proof, so it's approachable. It's you can enjoy drinking it. And it's got a really nice sweetness. It's got a lot going on in it. It's for very cocktails. sweet. You get so the, the thing that hit me with it is you get a ton of different floral notes out of the out of it, and and it is very sweet. And you don't get so a lot of times with with bourbon, there's floral notes, but they're very overpowered by um, the barrel from the smokiness from the char inside the barrel yeah. and, and the wood itself, and they kind of tone down those floral notes pretty dramatically, and you can taste them all top yeah. peak in that new make yeah that's what's cool and you know it's really neat to see somebody's new make or to taste it because you can tell how clean they're cleaning up their spirits so you can tell you know if you can taste the heads or the tells you know that they're 
that they're not doing that good of a job cleaning them up. That was so. the first thing I ever tasted at the distillery in Scotland because they they're mic? still yeah they're still waiting for for their three year and one day mark and so that's all that they had. What to taste was the spirit. Was that was that my first it? my first taste ever <laughs> yeah. of anything. Yep. Wow. Yep. <laughs> no wonder you don't drink. No, there's actually there's a video actually of me drinking. It's really funny. So, so I'm curious. We we just tried this this the uh, gold rum. Uh, what are you guys using for your rum base? So our rum base is grade A molasses. So the the cool thing about rum is you can really do you can make rum however you want to make whiskey in America. You have all these rules and you have all these laws that we have to follow. But rum, we just have to start off with um, sugarcane. And so you can take sugarcane, you can squeeze it and have that cane juice. And that cane juice is is going to be common in the Caribbean or in Hawaii, Florida, stuff like that. But it, it goes rancid really quick. So within a few hours, you can't get it, you know, in up into Utah. Um, so the next thing is molasses. So you take that sugarcane, you burn it, and you make molasses with it. And so... Um, when you start spinning off that molasses, the very first of it's grade A molasses. It's the cooking grade. It's clean. And towards the end, it becomes blackstrap. And the blackstrap is where all the ash, the sulfur, and the impurities come out. Nothing to matter with it, but when you look at it, it's really good for cattle feed, and it's really good for... Gingerbread men. Yeah, well, it's becoming kind of trendy to cook with, actually, (laughs) lately. But, um, But the other thing is distilleries, because it's cheap sugar. And so when I, I showed you guys the barrel and inside of the barrel, how that cleans up. And so you can take, if you have a really inexpensive sugar source, you can take that and you can let the barrel clean that up, kind of fix it, make it taste better over time. And so Blackstraps was kind of like the workhorse of the, the molasses um, in the industry. So the next thing, you can process it and you can have just regular sugar. And you could take sugar, ferment it and make alcohol. And that's pretty common with moonshine because you don't have grains on that. But we take grade A molasses. So kind of skipping back, we go to grade A molasses. It's really clean. And we just do a fermentation on it. We do a distillation. And on our silver rum, it just goes right into the bottle. And so our silver rum is really, really clean. But the gold rum is actually our silver rum. And we age that in one of our malt whiskey barrels. So we get a second use out of a barrel, which is really nice. Yeah. And then you guys actually transfer those barrels to to other people afterwards, right? We do. A lot of home brewers buy them. We have other breweries that take them. We have other just other manufacturers. Um, you know, we were talking about somebody earlier on a small scale. They like. Yeah. Mountain West. Like yeah. Mountain West. Stuff. We've had uh, two row. Brian, he's, you know, tried some stuff with them. They're small for production, but yeah, to just to get a feel for how something's going to taste. I, I like the rum actually. It's a really the gold rum is very smooth, um, and it's it's got a little bit more depth in it than your typical just plain old white rum, obviously. Yeah. So the trick is you want it to become a little whiskeyish, but not over empower it with whiskey. So we want that malt. And from that's the, why I like the gold rum so much. Yeah, I, that's you know <laughs> I wasn't a big rum fan, and I that gold rum is always yeah, open. and it's not and it's not spiced rum. No. Yeah, which is way different. Yeah. And not good. But it's got its uses, I guess. That gold is really very delightful. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really uh, really good. Um, very very smooth. And I, what I like about your products is you can taste everything in them. 
So a lot of vodkas, like you said, are just clean, straight, like you're trying to get all the taste out of it. Yeah. Um, but I like that flavor. That's that's what I really enjoy with, with alcohol. I don't drink it to get drunk. I'm not 20 years old. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> that was uh, some time ago. What's next up on your palate, gentlemen? I don't know. He's the guy that's... Uh, He's in charge. Let me dump the rest of this here. <laughs> this is, this is oh, a tasting, so not sad. a... Uh, yeah. Tasting, not a get it's wasted. It's not a get wasted thing. I don't get wasted. Like, I get I mean, tall got wasted. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't even do that. <laughs> so, and this... Not what, unless it's like British chocolate. Is this the bourbon or is this the... Uh, so, this is the bourbon. Okay. So we have been talking about AJ from Chocolate Conspiracy of doing like a whiskey chocolate tasting. Do it. Cool. Oh, I think that would yes, be cool. Yes, that would be amazing. Yeah, sure. I think you would yeah. get a much bigger turnout than you ever imagined. I know. I like that guy a lot. So the bourbon, um, this was really Eric's baby when he started um, to work for us here at Sugar House Distillery. And he really, really was passionate about our grain to glass and and how did you acquire him from high west by the way um eric walked in the door on his own nice <laughs> Very cool. it yeah, was meant yeah. to be yeah it was we i think i'd been open six months um and eric came in here i had just actually i'm i had just let somebody go and just kind of like you know i'm just gonna do this myself and and eric came through the door and it was like wow this is crazy. You know how much easier my life would have been if I would have had this in the business plan. You know, like, so it was really, really nice. And um, but really, yeah, he he was big on bourbon from day one, and and so all of that grain is 120, 130 mile radius. Most, you know, seventy five percent of that is corn, and that corn is coming out of Delta, Utah. The rye on it, we've been pulling it out of Brigham City, out of Delta, where Idaho Falls. Um, emergency backup we pull some out of montana and so we get that from different places but um just as local as we possibly can so smooth so so if you get the grains local is it like when you um when you have honey locally sourced honey does it help with allergies <laughs> <laughs> you drink a lot of bourbon yeah. with local grains y- yes it does no <laughs> i bet we could write an article about it and make it go viral yeah. and then yeah. it will be yeah. backed yep. up by nothing yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of whiskey sipping hipsters out there yeah. i'm convinced that most of them don't actually like whiskey the it's just the fad right now cuz it is i, I wish mean, they would if is, they learned about it i think that maybe they could actually have an appreciation for it, but people don't take the time to learn about it. So Yeah, I mean, whiskeys, is, I mean, and that's what's interesting uh, for me with you guys because you do a lot of whiskeys and you, you that's uh, it's the big thing right now, right? It so is. So do, do you guys distribute out of the state? We are. So we're distributing up into Idaho. Um, we're down in California. We've kind of pulled everything until we could get the redesign. On, but right now we're talking to a couple of other places production wise so so when we released the bourbon um we went to what's called american distilling institute so release the it's, bourbon. it's like release the yeah. bourbon. <laughs> it, that's where all the distilleries go and it's one of the competitions that i really feel like is the best you get feedback from you know 12 or 20 judges i forget how many and you you get literally notes of hey i liked this i'm picking this up in it you need to do this um, 
And they give one medal away. They give one gold. They give one silver, one bronze. No ninth place. No, well, just, just so you know, no. everybody, that's three medals. That that is three medals. <laughs> there You're is right. no playing fair. It's but, real. But most of the spirit comp- competitions are twenty-five gold medals. Oh my gosh! You know, fifty silver medals. You know, seventy-five yeah. bronze. Yeah. And so, really, it's like oh, I got a bronze medal. I was like one hundred and fiftieth. You know, and so it just it. It's it, not all that. It's great, a participation matter. Yeah, it more or less is participation. So, it's like football. So this is yeah. this is really first, second, and third. Yeah, and first, no second, else. and third. And so we we went to American Distilling Institute. We we had this bourbon out maybe a week. Um, went down there. We got the the gold medal on our bourbon whiskey, and then we got the best of class with it. And so um, I You're I went like down an there. Olympian of distilling. So. Well, and we're we're not metal chasers. Like I just so I can't get into that. So were you shocked, or were you like, "Oh yeah, now nah, we got ah, this"? Or, a little of both. <laughs> what, a little of both. What's the competition size like for a bourbon? So, well, there are four hundred bourbons in that competition. So, so yeah. it's not it's a pretty small, substantial. It's not a small thing. <laughs> yeah, it's well, and and especially at those spirit competitions, what's the award everybody wants? I mean, bourbon's the cool spirit. Yeah, you know? like I said, that's the end thing right now. Whiskeys and bourbons are yeah. the absolute end thing. Yeah, and to have that. Good. They need to buy my collection. Yeah. <laughs> Just hold on to it. I one, am. One day. <laughs> I know. Does he know about your collection? Yeah. <laughs> yeah we've had the talk. Yeah. Do you have one of his bottles in your collection? Yes, actually, I do. Is I have one of his first batch. Um, it's the rye. Yeah, the rye. Yeah, we have a limited, and it, it's like one of the first numbered bottles. So yeah. I was here first thing in the morning. Yeah. I got a question for you. So when Jack Daniels, I love Jack Daniels. I'm sorry. It's a. It's a. Little secret of mine. That's not so secret. But when Jack Daniels uh, or someone else puts out a a single batch uh, or single barrel uh, whiskey, what what does that mean? So single barrels is supposed to be one barrel. Um, so it's just aged in one barrel. It's aged in one barrel. So it should be about three hundred and twenty to three hundred and sixty bottles normally. I really wonder. <laughs> Sometimes yeah, they're really doing that. There's no way because I mean, you look at some of the Elijah Craig stuff, and just some of the different companies, and you're like, they're really doing one and they're barrel expensive. at a time. They're one barrel, and there's thirty of them in our store. Yeah, like yeah. The, the single barrel Jack is like sixty dollars for a fifth. But but I will say we're pretty regulated, so I, more I mean, than more than likely real? they're doing it the it right way. It might have been one barrel, but there were fifty thousand of those barrels. I mean, I don't fifty thousand's a lot, but yeah. So we're gonna we are gonna come out with some single barrel um, here in the next probably six months. We have some straight bourbon, but that'll be real single barrel, and stuff, that will right? be real single barrel. <laughs> is that some of the bigger barrel stuff? It over is. There? Yep, ex- and they I'm hand excited. label every single number on their bottle. Yeah. So, do you guys ever do barrel transfers? So I know you have to begin your aging process with whiskey and you know a specific kind of new barrel, yeah, which has got to be ridiculous cost wise. Um, but do you? ever transfer it to other barrels to to pull other flavor yeah absolutely so um by law you have to for bourbon or for malt whiskey or for wheat whiskey you have to age in a brand new american oak barrel and so we're finishing and that's the key in some secondary barrels it's kind of like with um you see that a lot with scotch or with they'll finish in like sherry casks yeah Yeah. and so we've been messing around with that we're going to have the boilermaker series um released hopefully by the end of september mid october and that was aged so we took a 
it was it started his life as a, a bourbon barrel and it went to Uinta and Cockeyed Cooper um, the barley wine beer was put into it for about a year and then they emptied it out and uh, Jeff from the whiskey union 801 drinking club came in our door and he's like <laughs> you guys should put whiskey in this and in at first it was like well there's hops in there and you know kind of like yeah how does hops and whiskey go together and they dry hopped it and the last thing you want to do is spray it out and clean it you, yeah. you want those flavors and so we're like ah we'll put like 15 or 20 gallons in we're not really going to mess with this and then it was like ah it's all or nothing. We got to go big. Yeah. Go big. Say, how, do you, how do you test something like that? Because I mean, that is a that is a big commitment. Like you're you're talking because those aren't the smaller barrels. Those yeah, are, those are huge barrels, yeah, and yeah, so yeah, to we, sacrifice that much product that maybe turns out like crap. Like, how do you test that? Yeah, I I slept in the doghouse. Um, we had a sizable order that I passed up on to age that whiskey in that barrel. Um, but I I was curious. I'm like, we got to do this. We got to try, try this. And within 90 days of getting into it, it was like, oh, this is good. This is really good. So, and we've since we've gotten other local breweries, barrels that we're going to be doing the same. So thing are in. you, when you age it in the barrel, are you testing it on a regular basis to see how the flavor is developing? Yeah, sometimes daily. Just Got to tap the barrel. So Yeah, we do. We do. For those that don't know, will you explain the difference between a malt whiskey, a bourbon whiskey, and a rye whiskey. Yeah, so um, the federal government doesn't make it very easy. Um, we, we do have a great chart, though. All of those in America would have to go into a new American oak barrel, and so they're they're going to have diff- they're going to have a little bit of different regulations. A rye whiskey is going to have to be made with at least fifty one percent rye. A bourbon is going to have to be made with at least fifty one percent corn. And then a malt whiskey is going to have to be made with at least 51% malted barley. It's weird, weird how they get their names. And that <laughs> bourbon comes from corn, but everything else is named after the grain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and what we were talking about this the other day, but bourbon was put into the American drink back around the Korean War. But really, rum is what founded this nation. I mean, back in the day, that oh, yeah. east, the, you know, the East Coast, that was rum. Yeah, well, they were getting all the sugar cane from from down south. Yeah, so it's kind of interesting on that side of it, but but yeah, so um, so bourbon they they all have other they all have rules and and it gets really tough when you you start getting into a, what's a bourbon whiskey, what's a straight bourbon, um, you know, and you it, you can use a used barrel for anything, but now it's just a whiskey, so. It's it's really really confusing. Interesting, interesting to me. Um, so, what other stuff do you have planned coming out? Um, what stuff can you share with us? <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely share. We're going to have a straight bourbon coming out. That will be a special lease in the store. I don't know if we're going to make it for the holidays. If not, it will be it will be shortly after. Um, the rye whiskey is. Um, going to be shipping to the DABC next week and it should hit the shelves within 30 days and that's your new one in the new bottle right? that is the new that that prompted the new bottle design actually Hey, can you talk about that bottle design because you were telling us something interesting with with bartenders in particular so for those of you that don't know the old sugar house bottles um they're they're oblong they're oval shaped 
and kind uh, of almost flat. That's yeah. what I was going to yeah. say. They're flat. And now they are they are rebranding them into a rounder bottle. And and you're rebranding everything, right? Because your logo's changing on them a little bit. We are. Yeah, we're we're trying to change the logo. We're changing everything with it. And you know, starting a company is really tough. You got all these things, and to, <laughs> yeah, to get so. every single one of them just to nail it on the head the first time is really hard. And I feel like we put so much effort and qual- into the quality and making a really good spirit. Um, that I feel like that's the most important part. For it, 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 it is. It is. But sadly, I mean, I, I heard it just the other day. Somebody came up to me and said, man, I've judged, a, I've judged this book totally wrong. You guys, you have the most amazing bourbon, but I would have never been able to tell from this bottle. And, and he's like, I'm, you know, I'm carrying it now. I love it. I'm, he owns a restaurant and, and that that's, it, it's kind of sad. And, you know, and that's, I think that's it's what like he was people. trying to, to get through. But, um, the bottle, the bottle, we, we picked it because it's unique, yeah. um, to begin with. And it's different. It's not the same bottle that everybody else is in. And that's really why we went that approach. It is tall. Um, you know, we've learned some lessons with it. It, you know, it, it has a hard time fitting on the shelf and so it was like let's let's go into a bottle that's a little more the everyday use so it was a big part of our so it fits change. in a liquor cabinet better the yep. round is the more traditional yeah. I mean, yeah i really like the round the nice fat round bottle. i like the flat bottle yeah because it's cool looking yeah it's tough i mean i'd say both sides of it i mean and this this does fit in your hand nicely um but that i I can totally see where going into a well, they would just slam it into the side of that. Thing. Yeah. So it's still the round bottle. We still wanted something slim that could go into your hand really nice and easy too. But, um, but to be, so to just a touch on that branding, it has been a nightmare. Um, we probably went through 20 designers. Oh, I like this and, label. Yeah. And it's real nice. Yeah. It's, well, it's all paper label. It's really, it's really, a nice. really nice. It's really got texture nice. to the paper. Nice yeah. But, you know, to get that look, we, we saw a lot like of designs that. and stuff that was like, that's pretty good. That's, but it wasn't like, that's, this is it. This is it. You know, we're I ready like to the, jump. And maybe this is not what you're going for, but the kind of old West styling yeah. is what it looks like. And it looks really cool. Yeah. So the, and, and really the rye started that because we wanted something back for the 1920s, 1930s. Yeah. And that's what we talked about with the, the designer that we ended up using. And, and he did that rye bottle and the, the bourbon just came along pretty natural for him. So I'm, I'm really excited what he does with the malt whiskey. I really like the vodka one. And if anybody knows anything about you, that's really cool because you're one of the first three distilleries in Utah post prohibition so yeah. that's awesome yeah we really are so yeah i really like the bottle the label is great and i, and I was going to say you know if it took you 20 design agencies and and folks to get it right i wish people could see you yeah. guys like petting that bottle well, it's, <laughs> I, I think it's feels, it feels really cool yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't want to have to rebrand a, a second time no you're right that's like mean, let's do it and let's do it right the, now you've got the, the drink down correct and it's it's time to yeah. Give it a good face. So, so you're going to redo everything, the vodkas and all of them are going to get a facelift. Well, the vodka yes. already has one. So the vodka oh, has. Oh, oh sorry. Yeah. That's right. So, and we have vodka on the shelf here in the distillery. We're actually shipping out two pallets to the, you probably walked right by them when we did the tour, but those are shipping out tomorrow. So really quick, they'll be on the DABC shelves. Isn't it awesome Have you ship it to their center and then they have to send it out to everyone Each else? Each store. Yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah. 
I mean, it's probably easier for you to do. You know, that's the beauty of us being in a controlled state. We have one customer. Yeah. So there's there's pros and cons with that. And you have a lot of people that are like, how do you get into a controlled state? I don't know. You know? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you did it a while ago. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. Four or five years ago. Yeah. I I hear from a a lot of folks that are opening distilleries. and, And you talked about, gosh, I think like eight or nine that you were just listing off. Why is it? Why is there such a boon in the last ten to fifteen years of of distilleries here in the state of Utah? Because we've always had a lot of breweries. Yeah. Why? Why do you think distilling's taken such a big? So jump? it was some of the laws changed, and I want to say it would have been the late eighties, maybe the mid eighties, early nineties. And I don't necessarily. I don't even think they changed. I think people started to understand them, and always just felt like they couldn't do them. But. Um, the distilleries are kind of on a curve with the breweries and the wineries. So, you know, you, I want to say the state of Washington has 300 wineries or something like that. And it just crazy amounts. And, and the breweries have been in the last, you know, five years have really started to kind of shadow the, the brewing industry and the wine industry of increasing and opening up. And so, um, but going back to it, I, I am a little bit concerned. I think, um, it's easier to, you know, kind of going back to the repackaging side of things. I think it's a little bit easier to cheat. And so I hope that consumers, you know, stay strong with them and just don't feel like, oh, everything I'm getting, I don't, I don't know what I'm getting, you know. And we saw that in the 90s with the beers. You know, there were a whole bunch of brands that opened up that were just owned by some of the big breweries. And so yeah. we may be going through that. That might, that might be kind of the curve that we're going I'm, I'm through. I'm looking at Jeremy, who for the longest time thought that Blue Moon was a uh, craft brew. Yeah. Well, over in in and Scotland, everything's owned by big companies, Diageo yeah. and... And Shotcop. Yeah, yeah. yeah Shotcop, too. Big <laughs> <laughs> Coors owns them all. Well, I, I read an article the other day that Walmart just got in trouble for making a fake micro craft brewery or something really that didn't even exist you know like so (laughs) whoa so it's interesting but okay well do you guys have anything else there's so much uh, yeah i want to know about the secret whiskey society it's here in utah (laughs) the knock it's not really secret if he talks about it so don't you know no they're the first rule yeah the secret whiskey committee is committee (laughs) yeah (laughs) no there is a group um you have to i think you i think you have to be added i know that it's a closed group and you have to know somebody to get in it and they, they actually have some pretty fun events. They meet up at each other's house. They um, they just had a beer where everybody brings their favorite beer, something different, unique. Um, they had uh, an event. They talked over different scotches, you know, the different mm-hmm. regions, and, and they all brought That's different scotch. Thing. And it, it's cool when you go to them. It's, it's really neat. You know, you're in somebody's backyard you don't know, and you're sitting there and enjoying <laughs> Johnny it. Walker Black is not the best scotch, despite the price tag. <laughs> but you, and you see a lot of that going back and forth on, you know, social media with them, you know, of what's good and what's not. And so it's cool. Those are the guys that need to buy my bottles, <laughs> men and women. Quite a I few of them are collectors. See, there you go. I know, right? <laughs> well, what else? You said you had a whole bunch of stuff, Jess. 
No, that's... That was your only question. Yeah. Was that... Anything you want to touch on that no, you don't normally get no, to talk so, about? So we do tours here. Um, it's best if you go online and sign up for them. We do Tuesday through Saturday. It's it's five bucks to do a tour, and then it's five dollars to do the tasting. You can walk in at any time and and do a tasting of all of our products. And then we have the liquor store here. We technically it's called a package agency that mm-hmm. we can sell most of our products. Um, like I said, the ripe probably won't be available here in the package agency just due to we got to get everything we can to the state of utah right now Uh, but hit hit or miss we try to keep all of our products here at the package agency for sure like the gold rum is only sold here at the the package agency and same with the the new make whiskeys the same way the the new make is is good if you're looking for something different that you haven't ever had before i don't know that there's another new make out there that's there's not that I've seen. Yeah, so, um, well, there's the, the High West Silvers. It's going to be similar. They're going to be their rye, and I, I believe their oat. Um, but you're right. I mean, you see them every now and again, but it's not all it's that common. Rare. It's pretty so, rare. Um, and then you can get their old bottle because it's not in the new bottle Yeah, yet. Buy, up, buy up the old bottle. They're going to be <laughs> worth something someday. It will be collectible for sure. You need to add one to your collection, another one. I, I think I have I have one or two. All right. We ask everyone this question when they're on the pad, podcast, James. The podcast. The podcast. The podcast. Yeah. Don't you know? So you live in Utah. You've, you're obviously putting serious roots here, uh, if you hadn't considered before, since you own a business that's named after a neighborhood in Salt Lake. And, you know, your, your new slogan says handcrafted in the Wasatch Mountains, which is absolutely true. Um What's one thing that you would tell someone if they were visiting Utah for the first time that they had to do before they left the state? Um, what they have to do is I would say they need to go down to Moab and go on the Delicate Arch hike. I just I think that is so beautiful. That's so key. I think it represents our state so well. Um, just seeing the outdoor, the nature that Utah has to to bring along with it. It's tough because especially in here, we, we have people that are coming into town every day coming in through our doors and it's really easy to get negative about all oh, state laws. You know, this, this is terrible. This is terrible, but really Utah's a great place and to keep it positive and, you know, to actually talk about the, the beauty that we have. So I'm, I moved down to Texas for a while and running, was really hard. Like, there's no mountains. It was hot, you know. But the elevation is great. Yeah, for you get, you're really fast for a little bit. But, but just the beauty of the outdoors here that Utah has to offer the, you know, the, the hikes, the easy hikes, the, the hard hikes. It's yeah. really cool. Well, we appreciate uh, you joining us. Um, we've got a little bit more that we're going to talk about. Um, if I can find it or put it. Yeah, thank you very much for coming in. No, thanks time for, here. for having us in your space. It's awesome. I've, I'm the only one that's been here multiple times. So it's cool to have everybody else uh, be able to come in and, and, and meet you and, yeah. and see what you're doing here after they've enjoyed your product. So I just want to give out the, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline and, and the Utah line again real quick for everyone. Um, 1-800-273-8255. And 801-587-3000 is the Utah one. Because um, if, you know, you need to talk to someone, give them a call. They'll help you out. If you want to talk to someone about kids and how much you hate them, 
Jess is always available. Uh, <laughs> two more weeks of this, Jess, next, and then I'll probably drop next, it. Next, the, the Saturday that we were out there looking at cars and stuff, I wanted so bad to go buy a porno magazine and take it into you. We actually talked about it. I'm like, but maybe, we just, we didn't, I'm we like, ran out of well, time. Who, who would have them? I'm, we're driving by that Sinclair station over on State Street by auto, the auto mall. Uh, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know if they're going to have any though. I don't know if gas stations still sell porno magazines. I don't think mags. they do. I, I want to go like Bob's magazine. I yeah. wanted to so bad. We just did not have. Are there time any of those still it. open? There's like, one on State like, yeah, Street. Yeah, I don't even know if those are open. Yeah, I think there's like. Isn't there one, one on like left. seven yeah. seven South and State Street? Yeah, something like that, and it looks like shit. Oh, so it is still there because oh, that's yeah. the one I've been into, and it was. I a, think it's still. It there. was a heck of an experience. It might even be like eight South. But that was like yeah. fifteen plus yeah. years ago. I so. think it's still there. It's and it's still a shit. I'm still waiting. All right, so KSL, uh, I don't know where KSL got this because this was... Uh, they picked like the weirdest restaurant. <laughs> so they, I hate pig in a jelly jar. So five Utah restaurants with unique names and how they got there. you need to give them. another try. Uh, and so pig in a jelly jar. Maybe you didn't have the right food at pig in a jelly jar. because Chicken and waffles is where it's at there. Yeah, so reading this, they specialize in pig products and jam. So yeah, it sounds like fish. You, you might... <laughs> That is your problem. There's your problem. Well, I had fish. I went to a place called Pig in a Jelly Jar. Their menu was full of pork products and different jams, and I not, ordered fish. That is not what their their menu. It's is like going to a burger joint like and getting a taco. That is, like, that, that is not how their menu looks. That is not how their menu looks at am, all. I am kind of. It's dis- like a diner menu. But they have custom jams like blueberry lavender and strawberry and coconut. So their their name came from what they they actually do. Now. I will say I'm kind of disappointed they're not making their own sausage anymore. So they used to, and now they're... But they, salt, salt and smoke is local, so yeah, yeah. that's fair. Have you oh. tried making your own sausage yet? Nope, i got to get the grinder first. I think we insure salt and smoke. Um, I, I saw... So Peter posted a, a picture on Instagram the other day of sausage, and for a moment I thought he made some, and I was going to tag you it in, and I was like, Chris, you need to talk to Peter, but then he bought it from a local, a local butcher, so... Yeah. Major if, fail. If I'm going to talk to Peter on a personal level, I'm going to talk to him about my weird-ass garden problems. Mm-hmm. You could. Because he would know. Yeah. He would know. Yeah, he might know. A horticulturist like, is like probably your, not a sausage. Like your, <laughs> like, your Maybe he pumpkin. secretly is an aficionado of the sausage. Plus he'd probably just know. teach me how to make blood sausage. <laughs> <laughs> you know they not, have like a throwing competition for black pudding oh. somewhere? I watched it this so morning. Gross. And I throw it in your like. Peter, Knock Yorkshire Peter, pudding maybe, off the stand. Maybe you Gross. can tell us, Peter, why you guys eat such disgusting ass shit in Ireland. <laughs> I know that they. I know you guys eat good food too, but why does that disgusting shit exist? Still? Um, one of the best meals I've ever had was in Dublin. Actually, I, I'm not saying it it's was, all bad. I love Irish food, but no, it was on Temple. Your haggis? No, no, that's Scottish that's Scotland. Jesus, wrong no. island. No, they're like these fried <laughs> potato cakes, and I can't remember what they're called. But Pierogies? they're no, that's Polish. That's oh, oh, you <laughs> just just uh, like uh, potato pancakes, basically. But right? they're super thick, and yeah. it, it was the most amazing thing ever. I make those, and they had really good iced tea. Were they were they like shredded potatoes or were they mashed? No, they're fried mashed potatoes. Oh, I can make those. I, I grew up on that. Stuff. I'll show you what Nancy I don't know. Said that called. you should make zucchini cakes. You shred the zucchini and you put breading and stuff like that, and she's and they're really good. Yeah, I, I've actually thought about doing that, uh, like yeah. uh, like a potato pancake, but with yes. shredded zucchini. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so this one, this one to me, Chuck Aroma. First off, 
First of all, you didn't say it right. It's Chuck-a-rama. It's chuck up a rama Up chuck a rama chuck a It is a Utah original. It is a buffet. It is fitting for a state with large families because it's relatively inexpensive and you can get whatever the hell you want there. The name origin is interesting, though. Um, and it has to do with, they like chuck wagons. And they like the Scout-O-Rama event that used to go on, and they kind of combined them. chuck rama <laughs> So that's basically how they came up with the name of chuck rama And it's a buffet, so that's the first strike it's got. And the second strike is it's disgusting. They're called Boxty, by the way. B-O-X-T-Y. Irish oh, yeah, potato pancakes. I'll look at them afterwards, but I'm the pretty shiznit. sure that's what I make. I make those. You and could make some They're for me. good with corn. But it won't be as good as the one in Dublin. At O'Keys, just so you know, at Whatever. Temple Bar Street. So Maymos, have you guys ever been here? I've mm-hmm. never. I've never, never even heard, heard of this it. place till so today. Cook May or so they cook probably because it's up in Logan. That's disgusting. Hey, I go to Logan. <laughs> but it sounds freaking amazing. They do gumbo. Shrimp. It's 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 southern. It's like New Orleans oh, style Cajun po-boys. Creole stuff. And so they do po po boys. And the name though, Maymos. What a what an interesting name. It doesn't really say much about like. Actually, how the name came up. Yeah. Um, they, I'm disappointed in that. They, it's from their daughter they're from pronouncing. Tomatoes. Their, Mamos. Their, their per- daughter was pronouncing tomatoes as Mamos. And so I think that's amazing. That's what they came up with the name That's for. how I came up with my cake company's name, actually. Well, what is your cake company's name? It's called Tiny Idea Cakes. And I was like three. And this was my f- grandmother's favorite story to tell when she was alive. I was like three, and we were doing something, and I said that I had a tiny idea. And she asked what my tiny idea was. And I said, I wanted creamies. I wanted ice cream. So that's where it came from. <laughs> so Mamos is awesome. <laughs> I love it. Moochies. What about Moochies? Moochies is a nickname. So ah. um, she got the nickname from her dad, the uh, Joanna Randy, who is one of the originators of Moochies. I freaking love Moochies. I did not know that that was where her husband, the, one, the downtown location is where her husband was operating a pottery shop out of. Oh, yeah. It was which in the explains mm-hmm. why it's all fucked up looking. That's <laughs> <laughs> all real, the pottery in the bathtub. In the bathroom. It is so, <laughs> I love Moochies to death, but man, that location, it's kind of cute, but it's really a pain in the ass to eat lunch there. I it like is. their jalapeno. You got to get there early sauce. or you don't get a table. That's, that is my favorite thing about Moochies is that jalapeno sauce. It's yeah, delicious. It is good. It's so good. And then the laid back poke shack. But I think it's funny because if you don't know that that's poke, it looks like laid back poke shack. Um, yeah. I, I started following these guys on Instagram and I just want to eat there every day. Have you eaten there yet? No. Like the poke I've, shack? I, yes, I've, po- I've passed by a couple <laughs> times, but I haven't been poked yet. I wonder how many be. people really do think that it's a poke shack. A poke yeah. shack. <laughs> I wonder how many I times there was like one person. I, like, <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder how many times the the vice has been in there. <laughs> so yeah. the best poke I ever had was down in California, but it just it's it's sliced. It means sliced, and usually it's fish, raw fish, mm-hmm. tuna usually, um, and they put it in a, like a bowl with rice or. And usually there's there's dressings and sauce yeah. on it. We had really good poke from Naked Fish mm-hmm. uh, one night. They make they a really good poke. poke. I like how he says naked. I know. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, but, uh, you should say lawyer. I'm really disappointed because when because when we went to Hawaii, um, we were on the Big Island. They have a they have a poke shack there that is supposedly one. amazing and famous, and we never got to get down to it. And we Better were on go the Big back. Island. Yeah. Or that's where we're gonna go get married. Yeah. 
Or you could just go try these guys. <laughs> no, I'm, right in I, I'm going lot. to because it's hard to find good stuff. And you know, that's one thing that I that's one thing I will say <laughs> about Utah that a lot of people say is, why would I get sushi at a place that's landlocked and so far away? But our restaurants do a good job of flying in fresh fish daily in some mm-hmm. cases. Yeah. Um, you just got to know when they get their fish in and don't go at the end of the. It's like the people week. who pronounce fo po. Or I mean fa. Sorry, that totally totally makes up. Fa I did. Fa, fa po yeah. is what uh, I meant to say. I, get, I did. But I gotta say, as a result of people mispronouncing the word fa, there are so many great restaurant names. <laughs> like fucking. Yeah. But people think it's fo, so they say foking. But it's not foking, it's fucking. And there's like six of them. <laughs> it's true. And they're all by your house in West Valley because that's where the good ones are. There are really good. I'm not in West Valley, first off. I'm in Kearns. And <laughs> I will tell you right now. Your neighbors. I think there's two good restaurants in all of Kearns. Maybe three. And two of them are Mexican. The rest are in Taylorsville or West Valley or West Jordan. Well, Kearns is not very big. No, it's not. Uh, anyway, I think that's going to do it uh, for us today. Yeah, James need to go home and take a nap. He's like, I gotta still go. That's you know what that's stuff. called? Going to bed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's nighttime now. <laughs> I don't know about you, Jess, but most people when it's dark outside, they don't call it a nap. They call it going to bed. Well, when you only sleep two hours, it's a nap. Yeah. So real quick, <laughs> last James, night was a nap. How can people get a hold of you? Um, so social media, we're really really big on social media. Um, we're at twenty two twelve South West Temple. We're in Tempest Industrial Park. Which is the Brown Industrial Right Student. before the railroad track. Yeah, right, right before the right railroad Right after track. Pat's barbecue. And we're in unit number 14. Um, so come down and see us. You can give us a call. And um, they always post really cool recipes on their Instagram. Good cocktail recipes. We, yeah. we try to put a lot of different cocktails. We like, we try to post where people are making cocktails with our drink too. So people can go try those drinks. And they, they sell in the store, um, in the package agency store <laughs> they, they sell a lot of of spice blends and drink mix blends yeah we do we we try to support local um so you know fizz bloom beehive bitters bitter labs um amy's home cooking just quite a few companies that you know go hand in hand with making cocktails i or had something amy's like on my steak last night so you put amy on a steak no her <laughs> maple habanero spice it's so good all right, well, that's going <laughs> to that's gonna do it for the night. If you want to reach out to us, you can get a hold of us on Facebook. Um, don't send pictures of your kids to Jess. She will burn them. Um, <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at TNU Podcast and our new website, theneutah.com. And thank uh, you again to everybody that voted for us on the best of. Absolutely. We appreciate you. it. Good night, folks. <laughs>